Warning. The following presentation may contain excessive alcohol consumption, obscene language, controversial opinions, heavy metal, and actual wrestling chat. As such, it has been rated M for metal. Welcome along to the latest edition of Mickey's Mosh Pit. As usual, I'm your host, the heavy metal hooligan, Mickey Vago. Now, we hope everyone's recovered from the last episode, my big birthday bash. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed listening to it. Uh, we had a riot recording it. I did not have so much fun editing it, but going by the numbers we've seen, uh, it has quickly become the most listened to episode so far. So the, the multi-man episodes is something... I'm keeping in mind that we'll we'll come back to. It can be a nightmare getting guys' schedules to line up for these, but we'll try and make it a semi-regular thing. We'll get a few guys on at a time, maybe every couple of months, and we'll we'll just have a blast with it. Um, and sp- speaking of recovery, the the episode you're about to hear now was recorded the night after the big birthday bash. So if you watch the video of this, you will see that I am quite visibly rough. Um, we we did keep drinking after we'd stopped recording that night so I am quite hungover <laughs> but luckily uh, Dino can spin quite a tail or two um, so I didn't have much, too much to do as ways of keeping the episode running it just just wind him up and let him go basically <laughs> um, I will pre-warn you though it is quite a lengthy episode uh, I did debate splitting it in two, but that's too much fucking editing. So you've got it on one. So uh, like, like I said, it is quite the listen. But uh, we did have a laugh with it. Uh, like I said, he can't. Sp- he has quite got quite a few stories. So we'll just jump straight into it. So here it is, Dino Del Monte. Welcome along to the latest episode of Mickey's Mosh Pit. Um, up today, we've got one half of the outfit. It's Dino Del Monte. How's it going, Dino? Oh, it's it's going. I suppose I'm alive, so it could be better. You I know, mean, we could be out of this. We could be happy, but you know. Yeah. Well, I think Nate, as we record us, but when it goes out, we should be back at training. Ah, yes. Should be. We're just hoping. Because is there is there any something about a Brazilian variant or something? Shit like yeah, we'll see when we we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But Opa Cabana, like, here we go. <laughs> but like that's that's best part of a year we've been in lockdown. What have you been up to? Keeping yourself busy or? Well, I've worked all the way through. I've, I've literally everyone else got time off in that first. Was it the summer? Aye. It was a really good summer. It was a really hot summer. Everyone's relaxing. And I'm going to work every day from eight till yeah. half four. Absolute raging. Aye. So I've never had a break. So I'm kind of lucky because I've never had a break, which is because it, so like I haven't had to keep myself, Aye. try and keep myself busy, whereas other Aye. people are like stuck Aye. in the house all this time. Aye. But still, I'd rather have the time off, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's nice to still be in a shoot job. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
I mean, I know a lot of people aren't as lucky to keep theirs, but it was looking a bit sketchy at the moment at, at, the, at the time because the economy too, obviously took a bit of a crash. But I'm still here, unfortunately, but I'm getting paid. <laughs> Now, were you one of these guys that were still, like, obviously the gyms were shut. Mm-hmm. So were you one of these guys that were still trying to keep busy with the, the workouts or whatever? Or were you like me when I was like, <coughs> the first lockdown, I'm like, I'm going to get the best shape, I'm going to wrestle with a t-shirt, and it lasted about two weeks, and it just dropped like a fucking cliff. Well, I was like, when the lockdown first happened, I was like, oh, okay, we'll wait and be here a few months. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll chill. I was still going to, I went to the gym, I was going to the gym before, I was going like a couple of times a week, a couple of hours a night. And then when the lockdown happened, I was like, you know, I'll take it easy for a bit, see what's happening, and then I'll get back in the workout. So I was doing like kind of cardish workouts, you know, like drawing oh, yeah. uh, the cards and star jumps and stuff. And I absolutely hate, I hate working out. Uh, I just hate, some people like it and that's fine. Aye. But I just hate it so much. Like going on a treadmill is like I can't think of anything worse in my life because it's so boring. Aye. It's like I can, I can I can go for runs. Like I've got back into it just now to get some cardio back before we start training again. Yeah. But I, I could run for miles outside, but seeing a treadmill, I just I've got no motivation for it. No change of scenery. That's Aye. the problem. But uh I, I didn't do much running anyway because my knee, you know, my knee's quite... Yeah. You know, yes. We'll get to the story of how my knee became this way. <laughs> uh, but the... So I would go on, like, the rowing machine and stuff, and that's not as bad because I would like, full workout and stuff. But obviously I don't have a rowing machine in my house. You know, I don't I don't own a boat to go rowing in the sea, uh, nor would I, to be honest. So it's like... And then when you realised it wasn't getting better, Aye. I was like, oh, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I was like, what's the point? So I completely lost all motivation. Just to say, because I was like, when I'm in training, that's my motivation. Aye. I mean, like, wrestling is the motivation to do this and do that. And I'm like, well, wrestling is going to be back for, like, years. <laughs> what's the fucking point? So, yeah, that's a good thing for me have done but I'm pretty sure everyone fucking done it to be honest. Uh, there's, there's a lot of guys like obviously fucking Ken, Big Caleb he's a fucking daft for it he'll, he's still in fucking shape and bursting his arse every fucking night but like there's guys like I just I don't the motivation for it like and it, that's why I've been it running just trying to get some fucking cardio back. That's the thing there's two people there's people who enjoy working out and there's people who don't but they, uh, they realise the necessity of I, it. I, I, so, like, if you're a footballer, for instance, you might go out running twice a week for your game on Saturday. Aye. But, like, then there's other people who just work out just to work out. Just, like, they haven't got a goal of, like, I want to play for my team or do my rugby or whatever. Aye, they're just they're just exercise to stay in shape, which is fair play. But if I haven't got a reason to work out, I wouldn't. <laughs> which I'm really glad that you got wrestling, because if I didn't take a breath, I think, who knows what weight I would be sitting up right now. Uh, like I'll put on some. Like, I play, like before wrestling, I played football. So I was always in getting decent off shape or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like, like gra- over the years, the belly. It's like, anyway, I was just the belly's gotten bigger. And it's probably Dave the Boozer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's got significantly bigger during this lockdown. I was like, well, yeah. like I was... B- 
I wasn't exactly fucking slim before lockdown, but I had the cardio to carry the fucking weight. Well, I was thinking before lockdown, I was staying at like the same weight, Aye. even through this, and I'll be honest, I wasn't really changing my diet that much. I wasn't like picking out and stuff, but I wasn't like, I'm going to have a salad here, blah, blah. Aye. I was like, I'll just have my meals, and I'll sit and I'll work out, and that kept me the same weight, you know, basically the same weight, Aye, you know, no yeah. major changes. And I was fine with that because I could still move and stuff like that. But, uh, like, before, before wrestling, I was never... I think I played I played football for one year. I played one season in primary <laughs> seven for Cove. It's a Cove C team. I was a goalkeeper. <laughs> so, me a lot of running. Uh, no. But I didn't want to play football. I played My brother has played football since he was a kid. Aye. And my dad would always go to see his games. And I was like, I don't do anything. So... Aye. I kind of feel like I'm missing out on father-son bonding time, so I'm going to take up football for no reason. So I tried <laughs> from a school team, but I didn't get in because I'd done the drills and stuff in the training, whatever. And then at the end, I had like a little mini game, little five on the side, basically it was, Aye. with the poker was there. Boy crosses a ball in, I go to volley in, and I just completely <laughs> miss and fall apart. <laughs> and I think that was, a, that was a deciding factor that I wasn't going to get in. Because I was like a very skinny child, like I was a stick. Yeah. There was absolutely nothing on me. <laughs> and then I went to academy, and there was a baker van used to come to academy for Aitken's Bakery. Oh, okay. And then so I discovered the Rowie, the row. And that was game. Like two, two, two of them every morning in the tea time. So I was, okay, I was 14 years old, six foot two, and 13 stone. I was sitting up. Which, because of my height, though, it was aye, absolutely even nothing. Even to sit high. But I was 13 stone and 6 feet 2. <laughs> so, I didn't do any real... Sp- I would do, like, j- PE and stuff. Or gym, whatever the one you call it. Uh, I would do it, but it's not like... I never really done anything. I, t- I tried football, as I said. I was really bad at football. I just I didn't have the coordination. And you can ask Ryan Riley and Ted O'Keefe and Blue Thunder about this. You can ask them before Aberdeen Anarchy 2019, the night before, I think it was, no one were loading up, we're Aye, stuff in, yeah. the night in preparation. And there was a ball there, and it was also a big sports hall. And, <laughs> you know, I was just I was just going for the overhead kicks and stuff. I wasn't hitting anything, but I've just nearly got the finesse. So I was like, oh, basketball. I'm tall. All the tall people play basketball. Yeah. Nash, Undertaker. Uh but I was too violent for basketball. Because, <laughs> like, I used to get... Basketball's like a non-contact sport, if you want to call it that. Uh, it's so supposed to be, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be, so I'd get sent off quite a lot because, like, I'd get a ball, dribble, 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 and I'd go and do the big three-point. I'd be a guy in front of me. So I'd bring, my, I'd bring my knee up as I jump in his chest, and I'd go, wow. And then another one was... Uh, one of the boys took a shot, bounced back, the other team going, the boy was running up to try and get to our one. And I came in from the side and I just drove my knee in his, his thigh. <laughs> and he went down and the teacher was like, I off, you're too, you're too, you're too high up for that. And I'm like, okay, so we'll just play dodgeball. No, that's about it. I was good at like, I was good at like, yeah, not the athletic stuff, but like, you know, like rounders, um, high jump, quite good at. Um, <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I hated when you do the high jump, though, and there'd be like the group of girls or boys that obviously didn't want to be there. 
yeah. they don't want to do it. And so they just run at the bar and just just punch the bar off. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, I know I'm not going to make it, so why would I? Yeah. yeah, whatever. So, yeah, I was never an athletic kid. I always wanted to be a wrestler when I was younger. But then I stopped watching wrestling probably about 2009, it would have been. So I started watching in 2003. Started watching? Yeah, in 2003. Oh, I, was, I was five years old in 2003. I remember, I remember the first pay-per-view I watched, pay-per-view match that comes to mind, Vengeance. John Cena versus The Undertaker, where Undertaker's bike breaks down on the entrance. Yeah, aye. And he had, that's the first pay-per-view match I remember watching. Fucking oh, okay. That ages me so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, the time you were watching was, like, the, some of the years I wasn't watching. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be watching it for me. I don't know, fucking 10, 15 years up to that point. Yeah, I saw, like, I'd watch... I watched it. So I watched it. I liked Undertaker because he was a bike guy. He was big evil at the time. Aye. I don't. I don't remember him being big evil. I just remember him as the big biker. But looking back, he was big evil. I liked John Cena when he was doing his rap thing because I was kind of. I was a Fifty Cent fan when I was younger. Because <laughs> I remember saying to my dad, "You go see Fifty Cent because he performed in Aberdeen when he released his 2005 album, which was The Massacre. It was called. He'd done a tour, and I was like, "Well, can we go?" And he's like, "You're like." Eight years old, nine years old, you can't go to a 50 cent concert, you wouldn't be allowed in. I'm like, you let me watch Billy Conley, but you won't let me go to a 50 cent concert. I fucking disagree. Fucking hypocrite. Yeah, exactly. He shares your name as well, so I think it's just a thing, is it? So. Started watching 2003. I remember watching like Paul London, Brian Kendrick when they were a tag team. Aye. That was that was a bit late. I was 2004. Um, I remember obviously Guerrero. Uh, I remember John Cena facing Big Show for the United States Championship at WrestleMania 20. Uh-huh. I remember. I never watched WrestleMania 20 all the way. It was my friend had it. I think he had it recorded. And we went around and he was skipping all the matches that he didn't we didn't want to see. <laughs> so I remember I remember watching was it Edge versus Randy Orton for the Intercontinental title? I think it was. I could be wrong, but I think it was them. And then it was C9 Big Show for the United States. Aye. Then it was uh who's the WWE Championship? Was that Lesnar? No, that was not Lesnar, was it? Lesnar and Nongle. Oh, I'm horrible with fucking years. I couldn't. Play. If you tell me someone about the match, I could, I could take a decent guess at it. But like, I'm fucking horrible at putting matches on the shows. And it might have been Lesnar Big Show actually. I might have been... no, because Big Show was on the show. Big Shows. Aye. So, but either way, and then the main event was Triple H Benoit Michaels. Yeah. Michael? Aye. Yeah. When Triple H had the white boots on. Yeah. Yeah. And then the first pay-per-view I would have watched all the way through would have been 21. WrestleMania 21, watched all the way through. So that was like Taker Orton, Cena, JBL, Batista, Triple H. Aye. That's, that's the main ones I remember. Particularly Orton and Taker because that was, I really despised Randy Orton because Taker <laughs> was my favourite. Because Taker's just cool. Why yes. would you not like Undertaker? He's the coolest fucker in the world. Uh, he, was, he was the one that... Uh, 
it hooked me to start with. Well, it didn't hook me to start with. Like, Hogan was the one that fucking hooked me because everyone was a Hogan fan when I was a kid. Mm. And then when Tater came in, like, he was obviously meant to be a heel. And I was like, he's cool as fuck, though. Yeah, it's, it's like Hogan's, like, got the, you know, the star long blood there. But he's not cool in the, in the normal way. He's not cool I... in the, ed- the edgy way. He's not the dark cool as you want people to be. He's like, I'm Hulk Hogan, cheer me. And then yeah. Undertaker comes in and he's like, I don't need to ask for you to cheer me because I'm just cool as fuck. Yeah, that seven, feet, seven feet tall or whatever. And I don't sell for anyone. Yeah, that, that was that was probably the thing. Like, you, you did the, like, did the sell and then he fucking did the big sell. I was like, that's just it's cool as fuck. It's like, and it's also, it's amazing that no matter what people's perception of wrestling has been throughout the years, everyone just accepts Undertaker as an interdimensional dead man and <laughs> has magic power. No one's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, yeah, that, look at that, that looks horrible. Yeah, it's I like, say, he just, he electrifies the ring and everyone's like, yeah, fuck it, yeah. yeah. I say, anyone else is like, that That doesn't make sense, that's not logic. And, I, that's, and then Taylor comes in, they're just this, supposed to be this dead guy, it's fucking got these powers and they just like, go along with it because it's Undertaker. Yeah, exactly. I think it's also maybe due to the fact that he never really broke kayfabe really until later until like now basically so that's probably why yeah like even when he went the fucking biker gimmick he was still there was still elements of the the old Undertaker in there yeah but that was that was because he was planning to retire wasn't he that's when he was wanting to go and he was wanting to go out as him yeah I think yeah and then he ended up doing a chain match against the FBI (laughs) chain on a pole (laughs) Was it Brock Lesnar in the FBI or was it just the FBI? I can't remember. I, can't, I, I vaguely remember the match you're on about, but yeah. I loved the FBI. That was a fantastic faction. <laughs> I mean, I know they were ECW like originally with Tracy Smothers. That yeah. was amazing. Tracy Smothers being from, what was it, Nashville, Italy or something. It's just, <laughs> oh. Have you seen Tracy Smothers when uh, he had the match? It's quite recently, I think. It's probably like WrestleCon, I think it was. And he was against the Sue Young, whatever her name was. She was like a she's like a dead woman. I was like a zombie woman or something like a gimmick. Oh and yeah. Chasey Smothers goes, Chasey Smothers goes, there's Andre. So she turns around and he rolls it up. Yeah. I that, no, that rings a bell. And then he makes like he makes like a reference to Al Qaeda in New York and stuff. <laughs> and it's a bit it's a bit rough. That's and a, then yeah. some woman, some woman has a go at him because he's got a Confederate flag. Tracy Smothers is just amazing. I remember watching him talk about wrestling bears and stuff. Like the bear. Oh, it's just what a wild life <laughs> that you just wouldn't get anywhere else. No. Like it's just it just blows my mind that half of the stuff is real that he done. Like rest, you could go to your local pub and pay five pounds to try and wrestle a bear. It's like, well, you know, I, I, don't, I think I, I think I wouldn't. You know, I'm not going to go into like. I'm not gonna go into the justice Melvins like right then we're gonna fight a lion. Ten pound, you'll get fifty pound back. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Because <laughs> he says, he tells that he went with a group of friends. It was like his football friends, Aye. and one of the guys was gonna do it, and he was like a six foot eight, massive like linebacker. I want to say I know some American football bats about all I know is like I think he was like a linebacker. So like, and the guy that owned the bear, the bear had been obviously declawed and it had a muzzle on. Yeah, the yeah. guy the guy that owned the bear says, don't try any shit, don't throw it, you don't punch him, because if you punch him, I'll cut or prod him, and then he's going to fuck you up. Right. So, and they said, don't do any football stuff, don't go, don't like, 
tackling like you would in American football. <laughs> so the guy's like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. But so they get into the rope tied around the poles that was the ring, like the four poles that is in the fucking bar. And the guy goes in the three-point stance. So the guy obviously, but he wasn't going to do a tackle, he was just getting in the stance yeah. for whatever reason to pop the boys out of line. So the, the, the trainer guy sees him going to three-point stance, jobs it. <laughs> the bear with a cattle prod. The bear goes wild, uh, leg sweeps him, and goes like that. Head butts him because <laughs> he's trying, he's trying to bite. He's trying yeah, to bite hi. his face, so he just rams it in his nose. And the boy was like paralyzed after that. The boy was brain damaged, just ruined. And then Tracy Smothers tried to leave, but his friends were like, "No, you said you do it. You said you do it. Get fucking." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I survived that one." And I wrestled three more bears after that. It's like fuck that. I just happy's fucking happy's heat. But that that's just wrestling for you. Just what I fucking daft. Well, I mean, like I remember the daft stuff, like Lita and Edge's celebration when Edge <laughs> won the title at New Year's Revolution. Resolution, whatever it was. And that was I was like ten years old when that happened. I'm like, Aye. what the fuck is going on? And then I can't remember the John was Johnson in the bed or something, or he came out or something like that. Oh, can't remember, but yeah, I I, 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 hate, I despised Edge though. Edge was like because it was that moment. I was big John Cena fan as well as Batista, and I was just a babyface fan. Oh, everyone yeah. who was a babyface. As soon as it turned here, I was like, yeah, press See, I I was not really watching it when he got his big singles push. Like, well, mm-hmm. when I was watching it, he was he came in as fucking the brood. He was kicking out the gang and Ellen Christian with the fucking oh, yeah, shots yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got <coughs> first first I'd heard of him being the brood. I remember Christian when he had the short hair. I don't yeah. remember when he had the long hair when he was Christian, Christian, <laughs> at last you're on your own. I don't remember him as that, but I remember him when he was if you close it was like the if you close your like Captain Charisma. That was it. Yeah, aye. and I I remember being in the loft. And my dad was emptying the loft in the house, and he had old videotapes of WWE. Aye. So he had, <clears throat> he had WrestleMania, which what was the one that had Piper, Mr. T, and Bob Orton and Hogan? Is that one? One. Yeah. 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 That on video. He also had the one with Bam Bam and Lawrence Taylor. Uh, not s- seven or eight. I wanted to say. And then was it Doink versus Luna or something? The, uh, no, like I, oh, I can't mind that. I mean, Bam Bam and was it Bam Bam was Luna faced Doink and four little, four little Doinks. Yeah, maybe another video I had as well. Yeah, yeah. I just remember, I remember well, Doink, I mean, Doink and Luna being in the same. Yeah, it, it rings out. It vaguely rings a bell. Yeah, but the one I remember is I had. I don't remember the name of the pay per view, but I mean I can tell you the match. Uh, one of the matches on it. It was from the Attitude Era. It was, and like the gang, the brood were on it. So I was the first I'd seen at Edge and Christian because I didn't realize they'd been doing it that long. And but the match I remember the most is China versus Jeff Jarrett in a good housekeeping match for the <laughs> Intercontinental <laughs> title because Jarrett was leaving. And he wanted like his big pay. Oh, was it like No Mercy or something? Aye, he held them up for money, basically. Yeah, I remember that. That was wild. Also, because I'm pretty sure it was the first like intergender match I'd seen. But it was China, so I was like, "Does she really cross?" Well, is that she's she was a beast. But it was actually quite a good match, actually. It probably isn't looking bad, but when I was younger and I watched it, it was pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of matches like that I remember, like because you were a kid and you didn't get anywhere. I was like, "That was fucking tremendous." And you watch it back again years later, and you, 
That was fucking horrible. I think it's also when I noticed when I started when I started uh, training for wrestling and actually relatively knowing how things worked, etc. Yeah. Was you look up watching wrestling the same, in my opinion. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, that didn't look good. Oh, oh, something went wrong here. Oh, it's kind of ruined it for me a bit because I'm like, I can't enjoy it. And it's like, oh, no, no, why did I yeah. do this? You think, oh, that, that's a heat starting now. Like, and you never thought about that when you were a kid. It was just, you just assumed it was two guys going back and forth until one of them won. It's like, I remember, the same like botches and stuff, right? You remember some botches because if they're really obvious. Yeah. But now if you watch them back, you see other things and you're like, well, oh, Jesus, they really messed up there. Like the big one was WrestleMania 21, Orton and Taker. Taker goes for the choke slam. If he lifts Randy up, Randy goes to the RKO, but ends up looking like a neck breaker. <laughs> it doesn't look like an RKO. That's one that sticks out in my head uh, a lot. The one I always remember, I remember is the one with Big Show in Del Rio. When Del Rio tries to do the, the Guri up into the kid, he's holding the bucket, he's looking at, I can't remember, the guy, Del Rio's manager. Uh, Ricardo, whatever his name Aye, is. Ricardo, he was outside the ring, so he did like the step up onto the fucking buckles and tried to kick the bucket. And he missed the first time, and Big Show standing there with this fucking bucket. And he, he stood there and he went for it again and hunted it the second time. He was like, oh, just, you fucked it. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I think that's the worst type of botch. The worst type of botch is not, oh, the move kind of maybe goes wrong and it just doesn't look as good. It's something glaringly obvious where you're standing there like a spare prick. It's the worst. Or where you're like, oh, that was the finish. Oh, no, and he's fucked up. What the fuck are going to do now? And then you go for it again. It's like, just, just call same, someone else. Do someone else. It's the same as when people go for a move. And maybe the guy doesn't get enough left or the guy doesn't get enough jump. So he doesn't get him up as high. So he just goes for it again. And then he goes <laughs> for it again. And it's like, it's in my opinion, after it's fucked once, don't do it. Do something else. Because then it's just going to look weird. <laughs> I had one of them with Bradley, and I, I'm sure we spoke about it. At the was it the, the wheelbarrow? The wheelbarrow stunner. Oh, it was <laughs> fucking horrible. And I'm there, and I'm trying to fucking say to him, just let me go. And he would, he just kept going for it. I was like, fuck, just let me go. Yeah. It's just, let, let me go. Stomp on that. Yeah. Work to the send again. Send off. Could get this. It's like, oh, he just I kept going for it, and it just, it was horrible. <laughs> Oh, no, that's like... I, I've been lucky. I can try to think of watches that I've done, and the only ones that come to mind is, like, when I've wa- I watched back a match where uh, it was using... Uh, rejected against Outfit, and <laughs> Archer punches me in the back, but I don't see it or feel it, so I don't sell it. <laughs> he just goes... Ah! And then I just keep walking. <laughs> he never touched it. <laughs> And I'm like, oh no, yes. oh no. Archer works light. <laughs> yeah. Well, say that. Got another good one. That's a good little story. Unless you, well, depends. What's the next topic of conversation here? I don't want to segue into all these different. Uh, uh, well, well, we can get into it. Is Scott said a couple of episodes ago, this is just Nitro 97. There's no format. We're just yeah. it. Well, well, we'll talk about galas now because this is a standing gala story. It's a good one. It was Kadona's. Remember when we got the Kadona's thing? I never worked it, but I heard about it, yeah. That was the so, only one I missed. So like, we're, I... Get, we're getting changed in like the... It was the old... You know, like the little stalls that were beside where the haunted house slash pens was. Aye, there was the hook the ducks and... Like, hook the ducks and they shoot the cork and stuff aye, like that. Aye. 
which then got banned because I'm pretty sure everyone was just shooting <laughs> people with a corpse. <laughs> uh, but the so we're getting changed in this little hut. There's no light in the hut, and there's barely any sunlight, and it's like forty degrees, <laughs> and we're sitting in there, and I'm like, oh my god, I generally felt like I was in like a Texas prison. I was in a hot box in a Texas prison. Was, it was horrible. So we'll get, we'll get a car put together. And then, you know, we're going to be there for a while. I can't remember how long we ended up being there. It was a good few hours, maybe like five hours, I want to say, six Aye. hours. And so we've got plenty of time for our matches, you know. We can just really, we can really go for it and have some fun. So it's me against Archer. <laughs> Match starts, it's all going well. Uh, then we do a little spot with uh, he's in the corner I charge he gets a boot up I take a boot he climbs up to second he jumps over me yeah and then he runs we both run at each other and I give him the deal of brown thing yeah aye right. sky high whatever the hell it's called sky high aye yeah. so he, I knew as soon as I'd done it I'd messed up and I jumped as well so like <laughs> we're, we're, we're going and as we're in the midair, I've tried to push him like that, but then I've also started going like that as we're in the midair. So then I end up like just absolutely <laughs> shattering my tailbone, just my coccyx absolutely ruined. <laughs> and then Archer's uh, arse hits first, and then he's pissed like he springs down on his yeah. back. I, I, I like hard. Now I'm like, oh, I didn't look as good, but it, somebody said, ooh, so it must have been okay. No. So then I go for the cover. Kicks out and then uh, Jessa goes to me. He's like, his box hurt. And I'm like, oh fuck, we've now got a draws situation everywhere here. Because I was like, that's the same move I've done draws. I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck. But it's okay because Archer got me back later on the match because I think it was during his comeback. It was full force forearm, full <laughs> force forearm. And then when he came off of the elbow, it was all his weight. And I was like, yeah. oh jeez. He was one, he was like, like Randy Savage, like eventually his hip was fucked, so he was just he did, was not trying to take care of it. He was just landing on boys. Yeah, like Archer was exactly the same. Like his his hip got so fucking bad. He's like, I can't attempt anyway. I'm just gonna have to kill boys with it. He's normally okay. He's normally been okay. I, I, I think I've wrestled him two other times. No, yeah. I've taken the elbow three other times, and they've completely been fine. But that one was like no new in hell as well. It was a bit yeah, they too bad. But that one in Cadona was full on. <laughs> But it must have just been because he was hurting, and I totally accepted yeah. it. Like, like Archer's fairly broken anyway. But like, yeah. like I said, the, like that big elbow he throws, he's he's tempered it less and less over the years since <laughs> I've been with him. It's like, nah, he's just killing guys with it. I don't believe him to be honest. But one day's gonna come. Archer's gonna come off my moon salt or an elbow, and he's just gonna hit the floor and it'll turn into dust. It'll <laughs> <just> disappear. <laughs> Like, that's a running joke. He's got no fucking cartilage left on his knees. He just just held held together by chubby grips. Chubby grips and bandanas just tied around him. <laughs> he just gets home. He just und- he takes off the chubby grips, undoes the bandana, and his body just goes to he mush. He he's, falls in his he's literally Terry Funk. That's what he is. Yeah. He's just completely fucked. Like, like, like a tenth of Terry's age. Yeah, like. Like this, this lockdown will have done him the world like good. Just need mm. the time off because he was one of these. Of, he was tilted to that time off and he just wouldn't have. Yeah, I remember he did take some time off. 
Then well, he, he, took time, he took time off training, but he was still wrestling. He was still... Oh, yeah, so he was. So he, still yeah. match, so he wasn't completely stopped. And, like, all the tag matches we have now, like, I try and reel him in a bit, or... Like, he used or to... Take, he, or take the heat. Aye. He, he was the one that used to take the heat all the time, and the last time, I'll take the heat. You can do the comeback thing. But it really depends on who's giving yeah. him the heat. Because, like, some folk, you could be in the entire heat. And they don't bump you once. It's, and then other, other people will just keep bumping you. That's like the shit he does. Like he, a lot of what he does, like, like you're saying, with the moonsaults and the elbow drops and the tad. Mm. Stupid shit, he probably could get all we need in sometimes. But because mm-hmm. that's what he does, he just keeps doing it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I remember first time I faced him, he's breaking 2018, was my fourth match. And he's like, Oh, we'll do this, and then if you go out, I'll hit you with a dive. And I'm like, <laughs> and, then he, and then he froze and he went, Oh, no, that's not this match, that's another match. And I'm like, What the, what the, what the do you know you're wrestling me, Archer? <laughs> I'm like, It's my fourth match, and you're gonna do a dive. But then we did get a dive in, but it was on, it was in Peterhead, low setting, so it was about <laughs> two, feet, two feet. He fell, came through a second, I caught Dives are like, I mean, catching dives. It depends because, like, see, if folk come off the top, if they don't jump up and come into you, yeah, it's horrible because they jump at you full pelt. <laughs> and it's like, how can I, how are you expecting me to catch like a 16 stone man coming flying at me like that? Rather than like them going to the peak, reach the peak, and then gently let gravity take them down, yeah, compared to a fucking torpedo coming at you. <laughs> I remember doing it and training with Bradley. Bradley was it was he ran up top rope and then dived to the outside. And it was yeah. me and Ryan. And as soon as he left the rope, I was like, "This is gonna fucking hurt." And just, oh. uh, I did I say that I did exactly the same thing with Bradley and Ryan at Summer Hill. Mm-hmm. Like, and like we'd have the spot land outside. Like, I got to the top and I was still like crossbody. And it was until the crowd where I'm thinking, "There is very little room here." So literally, <laughs> I just fucking jumped down. I think I either kicked or need Bradley just straight in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just come to like a fucking ton of bricks just fucking batter oh Jesus but yeah like speaking yeah. of what, like watches like you'll hear if you listen to Brad, the Bradley episode like if pretty much all my watches are in matches with Bradley yeah like if you're incapable of hearing a match you just need fucking someone up I've, I see I'm trying to think apart like the watches like it's happened to me nothing's been like Oh, that really obviously didn't work. No, I tell a lie. My second ever match, it was me and Ron uh, Ted against <laughs> uh, me and Ted against against Scotty and Thunder. Um, Scotty was going to do a delayed suplex, Aye. and I think I think it was four attempts until he got over because I. I was just whizzing it, I was just whizzing it there for him, and I kept my legs compressed. <laughs> just sandbagging. Oh, and after that match went horrible. In all honesty, there was so much that went wrong in that match. But because it was Karen Kai, the crowd just didn't even care. It was just little kids being like, I'm just glad I'm at my house. <laughs> Literally, so much. I watch that match back now, and I'm like, oh my God, how did we get away with that? And the crowd never, never died once. I That's love Karen Kai. Because it's Scotty. Yeah, well, Kieran Cry is my favourite venue, 100%. It is fantastic. I love Kieran Cry. It's not visually pleasing, but the crowd's always buying. Yeah, aye. 
it's always a good carry in there. Like that's what I had my like my, my shoot first match. Yeah, I, I remember I was going through like the videos and stuff, and I'm like, uh, Chris Archer and Mickey Vigo against Caden Garnick and Sean, was it? Was it Sean? Sean Johnson, eh? Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. And I'm like, what year was that? 2015, 14? 15 would have been, eh? No, no, 14 it would have been, because 15 14. was when Vigo appeared, but yeah, 14 was the first thing. Like, 20, I watched it, and I'm like, Oh, here comes uh, here's Archer's music. Archer is, I think he was in his yellow, his yellow, yellow and black, his, his leather jacket. Yeah, and then I saw, I didn't see the face. I saw the kick pads in the singlet, and I was like, ah. I thought it was Mickey. I thought it was Mickey Vigo in this match, and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that that's a look I'm never getting back to. It just it was didn't it, work. Was it yours? Was it your kick pads and stuff? No, it? it was it was Alan Sterling's singlet. And I want to say it was Dynamite's or it was Dave P's kickback. It was somebody's kickbacks, spare kickbacks they had. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it may have been P's. But yeah, I was, I was a fucking horrible look. Because, like, I was meant to be getting a load of boots. Because, obviously, I was fucking, like, I think it was two or three months training. And at this point, like, I'd mm-hmm. been there. And I'm like, I, well, we're doing this, this show, Karen Cry. We'll put you in the archive about what you're going to attack team match. Oh, yeah, okay. And it was like a case of one of them where you can get, you can dish all these boots and the boots never turned up. So I was like, I just got to wear the fucking training boots, whatever, the kick pads, put this singlet. I was fucking Because at least kick pads over your boxing boots look better than just the boxing boots. Yeah, aye. Mm. Aye, that's, that's a look big was never going back to. Well, if we're talking if we're talking about looks that people aren't going back to, uh, my debut was against Thunder, uh, Regal Rumble 2018. Yeah. And I don't know why, but we had, like, training before where we tried out our gear to see how it would feel. Aye. And I could see if it would feel okay. We were around it. So I had a white shirt, braces. And the braces. <laughs> Trousers trous- in the boots. But one of the shirt, the shirt was ripped. I ripped the arm off of my, my oh, like, elbow yes. arm. Yeah. Oh my god. Look at but I wore under armor underneath. Yeah. So you could see like a little black sleeve or something underneath. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Tremendous. But I think it was meant to be like I'm trying to draw attention to like this is my Aye, this is the uh, dangerous elbow. And it's like, yeah, uh, no. So we're doing a march, in Thunder having the march. And then it was hit a leg drop. I hit a yeah. leg drop. Go for the cover, I lean over him, one, two, kick out, he kicks out, and then the brace just goes <laughs> flying off. So then I had to run from rather than just taking the braces off, be like, right there, obviously, I'll just come uh, <laughs> I kept them on because I was just like, focus on the match, focus on the match, focus yeah. on the match. And so I'm running Thunder's whole comeback, hoping that one of these braces doesn't tip me up or I'm going to stand and it's going to off and smack me in the nuts or something. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I don't know how it worked. I don't know how it also didn't hurt Thunder. And then afterwards, uh, I can't remember who. I think it was like, I think it was Scotty. And I think it was Aspen as well. They said to me, they were like, yeah, don't. <laughs> don't the rip sleeve isn't always. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, oh god! I look back. Oh my god! What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> but like, it, 
the obviously you had, you had a question or questions about the gimmick. Yeah, let, let's know? let's get into that. Let's get into the gimmicks. Where did the gimmick come from? Where what was the origins of the gimmick? Right. When I first started training, and now I never admitted this to anyone at the time because I didn't want to seem like a smart arse. I wrote down on bits of paper gimmicks. So I wrote down basically like a, a data sheet. So it was like your height, where you're from, where you're going to be built from, your weight, your name, uh, your signature moves, maybe. Yeah. And like your finisher, just the names of them, though, not like I'm going to do this move. It was just like names for the moves. Yeah. So we had we had three. We had three. Yeah, three. First one was my name, my nickname in school was Stug. Uh, right. Okay. For my name. Stug is also the name of a German tank from World War II, or yes. Stug. <laughs> so the gimmick was Stug, and I was going to come out in German, like camouflage <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was going to be bills from like Dresden or something. <laughs> uh, and then I was going to come out to like, there's a really nice song, a German song, which isn't like, uh, it isn't anything to do with. The little Austrian man that was in the <laughs> 1940s. The song was just a German song. It's called Erika. People have heard it. People might have heard it. Yeah. If you listen to it, you might have heard it somewhere. I was going to come out to that. So then the second one, which I actually cut a promo as in the second one, at the night at the end of your induction period, you do like a promo night. Yeah, I. Or you at least cut one promo night. It was the Reaper. The promo was quite good. But <laughs> Scotty was like, you can't talk about killing people at a film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and I was going to be billed from the River Styx, which was, I thought was quite cool. It's clever, but yeah, it's yeah. going to go over a lot of people's heads. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's too heavy metal. I wasn't, and I'm not a, like a heavy metal guy, but <laughs> like, it's too heavy metal. And what was it? The finisher was going to be called. And it was, if you say it though, it doesn't sound as good. It was called, called Karen. No, the the guy they were going the riverboat that ferries the dead. Yeah, aye, yeah, yeah. But it, like it sounds like the name Karen. And it was going to be called Karen's Curse <laughs> because I was like, oh, the underworld. Yeah, yeah. So that never came out. And then the final one that I wrote, and I pinned these on my wall. All three of these were pinned on my wall above my bed <laughs> to remind me who I was and where I came from. Uh, the third one was Dino Sands. That was the one I remember, because Dino Sands. Like, I never heard of the other two, but Dino Sands is the one I remember hearing about. Dino Sands, okay, well, for the reason you didn't hear about the other two is I cut that one promo as a Reaper, and I never done that again. <laughs> and Stug was a personal one with Martin when he trained. Right, Because okay. he was going to do Sunday Lancaster, and it was, he was going to look like a British air pilot. All right, okay. From, like, uh, yeah. And we were going to do, like, the Battle of Britain March, and I'm like, oh my god, looking back now, it sounds so horrible. <laughs> uh, but he was gonna have like, you know, like the white scarf, and he was gonna get like a metal wire to stick it out, so it looks like it's blown in the wind. <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool, that's amazing, that is a great gimmick. And he was gonna have a battle with me because the only, only time, the only time we really worked in the ring together would have been Bull, Bull James seminar. Where I just stiffed him for like a solid six minutes, just beating the shit out of him. Uh, anyway, 
So the Dino Sands gimmick comes from my favourite singer of all time is Dean Martin. Yeah. Dean Martin's real name is Dino Cachet. Right. So I took Dino from that, and the Sands is the famous casino in Vegas where he used to always play. Right, okay. The Sands, it was called. Yeah, that makes so sense. Dino Sands from Las Vegas in Berubi, I was going to write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'd done the Dino Sands gimmick. Uh, I had that in my head. I never mentioned a gimmick to anyone. No, only, only to like, the people that I was mates with. Yeah. I never mentioned it to like Scotty or Thunder or anything because I was like, I don't want to seem like I'm getting ahead of myself. Because even I, I don't know what uh, I, I will be. So I remember it came to the time of like setting it down and they were like, right, you're doing, you've been doing like heat, your shines. Let's put it all together, have some training matches. So I was Big Bud, my real name, Big Bud, my real name, I'm just going to say. <laughs> uh, and that was basically my unit for a bit, in training, of course. And I remember the first time I ever done matches, I had one against Scotty, and I had one against Thunder. One with Scotty, I've still got it on video, I could still find it. It's actually okay for what it was. Yeah. You know, uh, for some reason I was able to like, I had Scotty up for the sidewalk slam uh-huh. and then I tried to say it's too easy because like I was lifting someone I was like it's too easy and then like I squatted <laughs> him like that and I don't know how I done that how I got the squat and went like that because I've never done that again uh, and then so uh, we had first match with Scotty went okay and then somebody else went I think it was Ryan Ryan really went and then it was me again against Thunder and about a minute into this match, I was gone. My, my, I had, because like at one point, uh, Thunder gave me a punch and I just like crumbled. Not like, not like a cell. I was so fucked. I was like, oh. And I've still got that as well. And I watch it back sometimes. And I just, and then I think I stiffed Thunder maybe a couple of times. But obviously, he was being very nice about it. Yeah. So he sent me, he, he sent more. He, I reversed it. And it was duck one, and he was, uh, and I was to run, and he would hit me with a drop kick. I forgot the drop kick was coming, so I hit the rope, came back, and I see thunder in the air, and his feet like that, <laughs> and I got it right on the jaw, and I just went down like that. So the gimmick ne- never really came until they sat us down there, like we're gonna have like I don't know if you were there actually. Were you there when we done like the training show in the no, academy? I remember seeing the, the like the. The right route card for it, but yeah, I wasn't there. So that was, oh, maybe, was it? maybe I was. Can't mind. I, I can't think. But then uh, there's they're like, oh, we're going to do the show in front of just the guys, you know. Yeah. So it's not not as much pressure. Aye. We need to have a need just to have gimmicks though, some form of gimmick, even just a base. It might not be what you're going to have. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm ready. I've got three. <laughs> three <laughs> of my wall. So I chose a Dino. I got a really bad fit in fedora. That my dad had bought me. I had a navy mark that I'd got from a vintage shop in Edinburgh for ten pounds. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. And I had a dress shirt, shorts, because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have trousers, and I was like, I'm not going to buy trousers for this little show, so I just put a, a dress shirt and shorts. <laughs> uh, and I was against Ryan Riley, who at the time was called uh, Ryan Strife. Yes, he was. Yes. 
uh, and he came so I came out to Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darren, which everyone was very happy to hear. <laughs> and uh, I came swagging out, sunglasses on, heart tilted. I looked like I was pissed. That's why it was. It was like, <laughs> you're pissed, you're pissed uncle at a wedding. It's like, oh, the tunes are on, boys. Right. And I like, raise our uh, Scott Hall to the right. fucking ring. I was need just one half of the shirt on duck, just. Well, the shirt was completely untucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I get in the ring. I've done the John Cena. No, when John Cena used to hit the rope and then he throw his hat. Yeah, aye. I've done it with the fedora. <laughs> but as I started, as I started to run, the fedora started to come off because it didn't fit me properly. So I just had to run like that. <laughs> I didn't throw it though. I just like, oh no, you're not getting it. And then Ryan came out to. I want to say it was five finger death punch or something. Aye. Five five fingers in a fist or something like that. It was the song was called something like that, and it was like really intense heavy metal, like screaming, and like everyone in the crowd was like, "Oh fucking it, Jesus! What the fuck? Who the fuck's coming out?" Like, and was like I want to punch. And then he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> so we'd done the match, and it was going really well for what it was. Looking back now, obviously, it's fucking atrocious. Until the spot was, I, I go for a slam. Yeah. Ryan slips down the back, pushes him off, hits a drop kick, which he could he could hit one in seven of his drop kicks. <laughs> uh, he's probably a lot better now, but at the time he was one in seven. Yeah. So, but he forgot to hit it. So we ended up run, running at each other, and then. Something else happened, and I we're both tackled. No, <laughs> oh no, what happened again? It was like we both ended up down. I think we just bumped off of nothing for no reason. <laughs> and then I crawled round, and Thunder was in the corner outside the ring, and he was like, "Take his head off, just close line, take his head off." And I don't know why, but I didn't register it. I just turned around to run at Ryan, expecting <laughs> Ryan to do it to me, and we both we both just ran at each other and bumped for nothing. <laughs> and, and so, like, went into major panic mode there, and I just slapped, slapped a headlock in at the start of Ryan's cutback. I just slapped on a headlock, send off, and his finish at the time was push up, catch me the knees to yeah. come down. Yeah. But he caught me square in the nuts as I came down, <laughs> <laughs> like full pelt in the nuts. The finish. Yeah. Well. well. And then the match <laughs> ended there. So we were we were very. Fucking upset we are. No, we're angry. We're like just disappointed. Yeah, it was going so well, and that's one of the watches you don't want to happen. Like that's a new. That's no. like the that's like the match is done. Finish it now. Something <laughs> yeah. do it, please. Just roll me up. <laughs> yeah, someone just end it now. Don't try and do anything else. Especially the double bump. Oh my god. Because as soon as we've done it, just heard Ryan go, "Oh no!" And I just went, "Fuck." <laughs> But then oh. that, that's part of the danger of like the danger. It's like it's a it was a academy show. Like I was only the guys there, but I think that's what like, made it worse. I that's mentioned what the, made I, it worse. I mentioned the Bradley team two essentially trainees and against each other. So you've never experienced guy to lead it if someone mm-hmm. doesn't go quite right or to get things back on track. Well, that was the thing because we were we were against each other. We were both trainees. Yeah, and then. Mauler was against Kev, big Kev. Remember Kev? Aye, he worked security for a while, yeah. Yeah, 
and then he had a match with Michael Graham after. It was like a quick squash. Yes. And then Michael Graham came in for yes. the big save. And then the next match was Anastasia versus Sami. Yeah. And then the, the main event was Nova. Do you know who I'm on about? Yeah. Nova, uh, yeah. yeah. Against Brian Tucker in the main event. So, like, we were kind of the only match where there wasn't really... Because, like, yeah, there was a squash match, but that was just a squash match. Yeah. Like, our match was, like, there's no one to lead this. Yeah. It's... Like, if someone goes tits up, there's, we don't know what we're going to do. Aye. I still have on my phone, because me and Ryan... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do first as I'll start. Start a story of how I started training and what it was like for me. But, like, there's, there's, like you came through, like, you were one of the first... Like proper training academy groups that came through, and it was a solid group that you boys came through with. With what well, I remember, I remember I would I decided I wanted to become I wanted to try wrestling. It was uh, when would it have been September twenty sixteen. I decided I was going to yeah. do it, but I was like, you know, I need to get in some shape. So this is generally what I used I done to get in shape. I used to go to the gym and I would do the weights in the gym and maybe a little bit of the road machine or the bike or whatever. Aye. And I didn't know what I was doing, though. I was just going, up, that machine, how do you use it? I'll watch somebody else use it. Okay, that doesn't seem that hard. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many will I do? Let's keep it in 10. Uh, how much do you need? I'll go for 50. Why not? <laughs> uh, and then for cardio, I used to go uh, down beside where I stayed, down at the shore. There's a massive hill. Yeah. Like a massive hill that you drive down to get to the shore and come back. So I would run up the hill and walk down like five yeah. times. yeah. And then the, when it became like really cold, like winter time, I used to stay in and the stairs in the house now, because uh, I used to walk up and down the stairs like a hundred times, just walk up and down it. And that was it. That was all I'd done. And I lost two stone in two months because of it. So that's, I was like, oh, don't beat the myth. Don't beat the method. Uh, so and then I decided I was going to do it in the new year. So 2017. I think it was start of February, end of January. Went in for my induction. Yeah, there was four four people in my induction group. There was um, this little boy who looked like he was about 12, but he was actually like 26. He was tiny. I mean, he was tiny. Not like he was a, a, a like midget or anything. He was just, and just he small. was just really yeah. small. Like small, but he was built like no little uh, Evan. The 16 year old at training. He was meant to debut at the Rumble. Yeah, Connor. Connor, yeah. Uh, he was like him, but this yeah. boy was like apparently older than me. It was weird. <laughs> and then the other boy was a boy called, I want to say his name was Larry. Larry sticks out, or Zach. It's Larry or Zach, I can't remember. <laughs> There's just so much people. And then the other one was a woman who, um, Brogan, you remember Brogan? Yeah, I heard the name, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. I ever met her, but yeah, I remember. That, that was my group for induction. So I stayed after, because they were like, you could stay after induction. Was yeah. So I was in the mat room, and in the mat room was... boy. boy's name, his name was Michael... Oh my God, it's going to annoy me, this boy's name. It wasn't Michael Graham, it was Michael... Oh my God, Michael... Well, it was Michael Watson, who was somebody else. And there was another Michael, who was actually quite fit. He was like... Obviously, went to the gym. I bet he was quite muscly, quite in shape. He had a the rugby black, guy. I don't know. He had a black beard, black little spike. Possibly. 
Uh, oh, no, no, big... I, know, I know exactly what you mean now. Yeah, aye. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but yeah. I know exactly I know, his, I know his first name was Michael, that's all I know. Yeah, I know. And then there was a boy called Scott who was called Jojo, big guy with a shaved head. Yeah. A lot, like, a lot yeah. of trainees, like, unless, until they make, like, working, like, security or market shows, yeah. I was never in the same ranks as the, the newer guys. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's that you're playing in the betting plan, just coming in on Wednesdays or whatever it was. Big, big league in it. <laughs> yeah. So then there was, there was them and there was big, big Kev we spoke about earlier. Yeah. And there was, there was Martin. And I remember, I remember this very well because Martin, where they were doing no, oh my God, what's it called? No, when the guy stands on your, sh- behind your shoulders and you bring your feet up and put them through the hole. Yeah, ah, yeah, hole yeah, 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 yeah. Doing that and like Martin got hurt. He was really hurt in yeah. his chest. And I was like, oh, Jesus, what a fucking pussy is he? And then I, only later did I come to find out how old he actually is. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. No wonder your body hurts. I thought he was the same age as me. Uh, anyway, so came back. So I came in the door. I was meant to do it with my friend, but my friend fucking pussied out. Yeah, nice. Uh, so I went in my cell, opened the door. Kev's there. Ryan was there. Uh, Anastasia was there. Big Alex, shaved head, tattoos all over his arm. He was huge. Do you remember yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, I would still wish he was still wrestling because he was <laughs> amazing. He was a great guy as well. And I, I still speak to him, actually. Um, and then there was Martin. And then I think Brogan came like a month later. So we were in that group. So Ryan and Anastasia had started November or December 2016. So a couple of months ahead of me. Yeah. And Kev and the rest of them, they'd started like three weeks before me. Yeah. And so I had no expectations. I was like, I'm going to give it a go. I'm probably not going to be able to do it because it's going to be fucking hard. And I knew it was going to be hard. And I, I, my fitness level was horrible at the time. It still is, let's be honest. <laughs> so uh, you didn't do all the things. And I remember just being... Like, I didn't want to say anything to anyone because I was like, you know, you watch like the New Japan Dojo, you watch like the Performance Center, and they're like shouting at folk for like talking. <laughs> stuff. Like, oh my God, I'm just going to stand here and not talk. And because I didn't know anyone as well. But it's amazing, like, the bonds you create with people that you can train with. That, gr- that group of people stayed for a long time. Like, nobody left for yeah. ages. Like, we, the wrestlers have got a track record. It, it's neat. Three wrestlers on each fault. It's just like when people, but I came through, like we were still, we didn't hear the actual academy yet. Mm-hmm. But like, there's only like if you'd started maybe five or six guys at the same time, you'd only have one left at the end. Actually, yeah. I think Garrick was before me, and he was the only one left at his group, and I was a group after him, and I was the only one left at my group. And well, it, was the, it wasn't until the academy started that they started getting like groups of guys through at the same time. Well, like for a good while, it was. Me, Ryan, Anastasia, uh, the Dame Brogan, uh, Nova, um, Big Kev, Mauler, Manton, and this boy Jojo. That, Scott, we call him Jojo. I don't know if I can't remember. But he said his nickname was Jojo, so we call him Jojo. And it was us for like, you know, like a year straight. Not yeah. all of us were still there. Yeah. So. For eight months, was it eight months, nine months? We never got in the ring 
And that puts a lot of people off, I think, not getting in the ring. And I'm like, you've got to fucking earn the right to get in the ring. That's the way it should be, yeah. Yeah. Because you're not going to turn up, and they also need to make sure you're safe to do it. Aye. So, <laughs> remember you were talking in the one with Bradley, I think it was Bradley, with the mats. Yeah. How horrible the mats are. Uh-huh. We were doing bumps. So, you know, normal bumps, fishtails. And we're coming to the, like different kind of bumps. So this was the, the waist lock takedown, where you pick the guy up from the back, spin him on his side and throw him down. Yeah. We're doing them, and everyone's giving them to each other, kind of. And it's my turn. I can't remember who gave me. I think it might have been Kev or Jojo. Um, they picked me up, and as they picked me up, they lost their footing. And, kicked, <laughs> and they kicked the crash mat away. Oh. But they still, they still threw me down. Chest first onto the thing, and I remember standing in the queue, and like Thunder's like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then it was at that moment I was like, "I think I've made a mistake." So I do this wrestling. <laughs> but that happens. Like people can take like a bad bump, or they get yeah. hurt a little bit, and like it scares them, it worries them a lot. It doesn't do like like I had the same. I cracked ribs just when I had what table the guy like yeah. the guy fucking just landed on me funny. I just thought like, me. I remember there was somebody in the group who wasn't a very good listener. I'm not going to name names, but somebody in the group. They're not here anymore. It's okay. <laughs> and, and they never, no, but they never actually made it to shows. So Yeah. Uh, Len Ironside was in giving us like a guest training thing, but holds. Yeah. It was snap mare, and then know the, the deal where you grab a boy's wrist and you put your foot on his shoulders and pull him. Yeah, bye. So the person gets up to give Mountain. Uh, it's not there, but they go with him. They roll as well. Oh, so they basically just spike Martin on his head. And like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. But it was a good group of people. Everyone got on. Uh, everyone was progressing at the same rate. Aye. There was maybe a, there was a couple of people who maybe fell behind a bit um, because they, they had issues, you know, family stuff sort of came up, they take time off, come back, stuff happens, you know, yeah. life stuff, it's completely understandable. Um, then people started to drop, and we were left for like still a solid group, maybe like five folk. I think Maul had actually moved at this point, could be wrong, maybe he's, I don't know if it was later. And he, so we get told, right, you're going to start doing. Uh, like shine heats from yeah. and stuff and I was always paired with Ryan now you talked about how you and Garrick had a thing where you were trying to outdo each other yeah and Broadway and Mark and Nathan had a one of the trying to outdo each other me and Ryan were like that but we yeah. never we never acknowledged it to each other it was like a subconscious <laughs> like a subconscious of like oh Ryan can do that well I need kind of be able to do it or if I can Ryan do that but yeah, I can't. Aye. It, it's just the way it was, and like there was nothing malicious about it. There was nothing like, oh, fuck, fuck him, he can do this, and I can't. Or, I'm, I can do that, and you can't. It was just, you felt like we had to. Aye. So we always get paired up a lot of the time because we got on really well and we worked really well together. And I still, I don't, I'm not going to play a video or anything, but I'm just going to fucking show it. Jesus, I need to go back and play off. This is tremendous for the audio version. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, like, I have a video there 
of one of the first ever heats. Right, okay. Ryan ever gave to me. And, you know, it's it, it's horrible to watch, but it's absolutely disgusting to watch, but... <laughs> and yet, oh, even though me and Ryan, like, got on and, was, like, like I said, we got booked in that training thing, we still... We've only ever faced each other once. Well, twice, in, if you include, like, a tag thing. Yeah. We've only ever faced each other once, and that was the charity show in... Uh, Kim Cry, because it was meant to be Sterling versus Lionheart, but it was. Ah, uh, the the dynamite. Sterling, they ended up being dynamite, yeah. So Aye. I got taken out of the triple threat. It was meant to be a triple threat of me, Broadway, and Sisto. Yeah. Against. Uh, and then they were like, oh, you and uh, Riley can be first. And the footage got lost, which I'm very upset about. Yeah, a, a staff member uh, did record it, and I'm really glad because like so much stuff did go well, but it's just the crowd is just amazing. Ryan says to this day that the pop he got when he covered me and pinned me, <laughs> it's the best pop he's ever had. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not saying a lot for your career, Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, so tra- training was really hard. I mean, like the workout stuff is obviously the hardest bit but it was you want to leave knowing feeling like someone's you've accomplished something you know yeah I, you want that yeah it's like oh fuck i can't feel my arms i can't feel my legs but you know there's a reason you can't because you really put the work in you know and done it because i remember we done a little stretching maneuver you know the where you put your feet together clamp your hands and you push down on your knees ah yeah like, you're growing yeah. But then we go, do you get someone else to stand on your knees you know, to stretch your back, to lean against your back? Uh-huh. And I got Mola. <laughs> and I was like, I, I did cry. That's, I'm not, no, I'm not saying anything bad about Mola because, but like, neither of us are big guys, you know, are, are not big guys, many small guys. Yeah. So we're just like stuff like that. Where it brings you immense amount of pain and you still go through it. Yeah. It, it makes you think you can do it. And I never really believed I would ever get on shows. I especially didn't believe I'd get on a show not as quickly as them. Because it wasn't that quick. It wasn't like three months like you. It was like a year, a year, a year and a month I was on. Yeah. And I remember getting told it was like, oh yeah, you're facing Thunder in the Rumble and you're gonna be in the Rumble. And I was like, <laughs> It's like when they told when they told Michael Graham that he was going to be in the Rumble. I think it was he like cried. Pretty sure Michael cried, yeah. or he was close to crying. And it's, I remember being backstage from for the first match, and the uh, Martin's music played. He got in the ring, yeah. And see when he said our newest prospects from the training academy, um. And then my music played. I nearly passed out. I was literally going to pass out. I was like, <laughs> that's why if you watch it, but I come out and I go like that, and my face is just rock solid because I'm like, focus, focus, don't pass out, don't pass out, don't pass out. So I was. Were you thrown together with Ted at that point? Yeah, Ted came out. He just yeah. accompanied me to the ring uh, at that point. Um, 
and it went down really well. I think if, like people hated us, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it was different. It was different if, as well. If you're a heel, that's what you want. Like, there's too many guys that are heels are afraid to work as heels. I think, mm-hmm. like me, Archer, we worked heels when I first came in, and like we worked. I well, I think we worked as heels at the time. Like we were trying to get, we weren't trying to be cool or fucking. Like Archer's got some cool fucking moves, but it's just because he's Archer and that's just what he does. Well, it's like I there's a lot of things I like to do, but I don't. Yeah, if you know that, that's I mean. that's what I was told when when I was coming through. It was like why. You might be able to do those things, but it might not fit your character or what you're trying to be at the time. So don't do them. Yeah. yeah, that's why, like, like the big shows, I'll maybe throw in a dive or the like. Anarchy we worked to the moonsault. Like I'm maybe mm-hmm. in every fucking show because it yeah. didn't make sense. And, and also your poor knees. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, you see, you don't want to throw that kind of shit away just on every fucking show. Like save it for, oh. save it for that's big a, ones. That's the thing, in my opinion, right? When like I, I this is me personally. When I like watching wrestling, you know, I like most kinds of wrestling. Yeah. But I really enjoy when there's a heel, like you know, like a Finlay or a Hansen or Brody, where there's nothing finesse about what they're doing. Nah. Like fin- Finlay like hooks the mouth, but he gouges the eye. Like little stuff like that's better because that's like they're just a fucking dick. I just, just be just being dirty as fucking just just getting in a booth and aye. Like when Finlay like has a guy in a headlock, he's hooked his mouth, but the ref's like here, Aye. the ref can't see. Yeah. It. But uh, the crowd can all see him like getting his mouth ripped open. Aye, he's giving him a fucking slight fucking dig, and I, <laughs> I remember <laughs> talking about Finlay. Remember there was a match I lost. I can't remember. He was. This is when he was a scout for NXT, so he was going around like looking for all these talents he could bring up. But I think it was Sammy Callahan uh, was wrestling him for Evolve. I want to say it was. Yeah. And Sami's like punching Finlay and he's like stiffening because he's men because like it's Finlay. So he's like stiffening him and Finlay, Finlay's like barely selling it, barely selling it. And then Sami squares up to him and Finlay just like shoot headbutts. <laughs> like, oh fucking busting. And I'm like, that's just amazing. But it's like you hear like so much folk now don't want to do it. And I think that's like someone that's missing. Like, what's wrong with being like the the, the dirty, vicious guy? Because for me, like, this is why I like guys like Hero and stuff. It's like a solid strike looks better than a moonsault, to my opinion. Yeah, a strike that looks like it's it's like should have knocked someone out looks better than a moonsault. You have to see a moonsault once. You're like, okay. Yeah. But every time you hear like a massive shot or a big strike. Bye. It's like, oh, it's like, right, right. right. something like it. The crowd just got fucked. They felt that, like, because they've no idea, they've no idea if a moonsault feels like, but the Abdel Ken got a slap in the fucking chest. Or... Yeah, or a knock across the face. It's like, I remember, take, you know, it was, was it Battle of Nations? It was Andy versus Dave. Big Andy versus Dave. Oh, Dave. I think I know where you're going with this, yeah. And they went out to the crowd and Andy gave a big chop in the middle of the crowd. And you could see it. Yeah, there was a group of guys beside us who were like smart asses. And like even they were a bit like you could hear them like talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, because there's nothing thingy about that. You know what I mean? That's that's what that's why like I done it to Connor and I still feel bad about it to the day. (laughs) I don't really, but I do. See, Uh, I I just watched that just today. I was watching it back. I is that the tariff one? 
Yeah, I think so, yeah. Ah, he would have been. The one who would have just oh. sounds like it's a gun going off. Well, this is the thing. The one in Turriff is nothing compared to what I've done in, in Proving Grounds. Now, I had a tag match with me and, me and Ted against Scotty and Connor. Yeah. So, we're brawling at the start on with Connor. And I said to Connor before, I was like, I'm going to probably hurt you a lot. And I'm expecting <laughs> it back. So please do it because we're in the crowd. We can't afford to be. Ah, you can't. Ah. So I'm like, Adam Morrison mentioned it in his review of the show. Yeah. It was like a gun going off beside him because, like, you can just on the camera, you can just see the start of it. You can just see me pick up Connor's head and go like that. And then you just hear a massive wham. And then a wham again. And I feel bad about it, but. Also, like, if I do it to anyone, I'm expecting Buck. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. It's like, yeah. Like, this is like Garlic. Garlic likes the thought of feeling like he's the shit beer. Yeah. <laughs> Garlic like, likes I've, the feeling. I've had a few with Garlic. Like, there was one in Black one we had, and we just knocked the fuck at each other. Like we said beforehand, look, we'll just go out there and just fucking rip each other fucking shreds. Like, there's mm-hmm. no apology needed. We'll just go out there. And, and we just, we did, we literally reached and knocked fuck at each other for 10 minutes. Oh, there's, a, there's a few guys on rest, in wrestlers on that like I want to face more so that I can do that kind of stuff. I think you yeah. can fall into the category, you know, big Caleb Wood, Broadway definitely. Yeah. Which brings me to our our triple fit in Peter Head before the lockdown. Do you remember? Uh, which one was that? Peter Head. That was yeah, that was the one where in the in the little centre. Oh yeah, that's because they weren't working the usual place. They changed it to to wherever it was they were doing it. Yeah, I yeah. You, you guys start brawling, they came out and yeah. So <laughs> I said to Bradley, I was like, "So come out, we'll square up, and then give my a shot." You know? Okay. So he comes out. He's looking. He hasn't taken his eye off me. He's walking around the ring. He slides in the ring, staring at me. And I'm waiting for the square off, so I go like that, and he doesn't even square up. He just goes <laughs> across the nose. It just catches me right on the nose. And I'm like, oh, so I'm like, bam, bam. I'm on the floor, and I'm like, I'm like smacking him in the back of the neck with a forearm. And then you came out. You, I think you doted, you doted me then as well. I think. I don't know. I, I remember I came out and I knocked Ted in his ass. Yeah. On the way past, and then, but that was, and then I just started knocking fuck at you two. And then Bradley chucked me in, or I chucked Bradley in, whatever, and we were working this thing. And I was doing your whole shine with your jacket still on. I, I said to Bradley, like, tear the jacket off me, and he didn't hear me, and he just kept beating fuck out me. <laughs> Remember, you done Summer Hill, and the whole match, you never got your jacket off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we worked, we worked away, that was amazing. That, oh, yeah. that, like, that just, should be on the record. Just sweating like fuck. <laughs> he just... But I think it looks better because people are like, oh, Jesus, he didn't even have the time to get a jock. Oh, Jesus. But that match was quite fun. And then me and brother had to chop off. And then he thumbed me in the eye, legitimately. He thumbed me in the eye. He just went, wow, on your butt. Just like right in the corner. Uh, that was a fun match. See, that was a match where it's like, you just know what you're, you're three of us were brawlers. Yeah. There's not I... much, but we can't go out there and have a technical master club. We're just gonna have to go there and not fuck with each other. But like, you know, I stayed on the floor for most of it. I played. I had the easy job. 
But aye, it's like, like most of them get like, a lot of the guys on this one are like that though. It's like, you can maybe hit them with a couple just a fucking bombs and getting their name want to get angry with it or unless you're, because there's no malice behind it. Yeah. But I think like a massive thing about it, the reason I like it as well is like when you get, when you get like, not like a, I'm going, I'm nearly knocked out, but you get like a, yeah, that was like, is it keeps you in the zone, keeps yeah. you focused, in my opinion, because you really start thinking. So that's the good thing about it. But like, you don't want like a low key fucking kick across the face as you're trying to get up. Like, oh, Jesus, fuck, what the fuck was that? That is hot. I remember seeing that, and it was low key versus Chris Hero in a PWD show. Chris Hero's down, and low key just goes wallet right in the bridge. And it's like, oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> You can't even think after that. I have no time for any of that fucking cable. And looking off, we've no, like, I've no been involved in any of it, but yeah. Just taking cheap shots with boys, it's, it's not on. I think uh, there's one of the stiffest shots I've ever had was Adore from you at Summerhill. <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the corner, you started fighting there, and you looked at Archer and you looked back at me and you just went, Adore! <laughs> and just went off. <laughs> Because uh, I think I, I think I said back, I was like, oh, fucking potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, but then, like, same as on like gauze and stuff. Like that's when you, you do stuff like that as well, because you just want to make people, you just want to make each other laugh. So you I want to just like, like it's a quicker binder. A lot, like a lot of the galas, it's like it's not necessarily a wrestler crowd it's here, mm-hmm. so you can get away with a lot more and just. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say dick and a boot, but can you no, still walk in, but you can hear a bit more fun with it. You don't want to dick a boot because you still want to try and attract these people to maybe Yeah, aye. Whereas if you're in there doing like, twisting each other's nipples and shit like that, <laughs> then like, I was going to come see that. Because <laughs> uh, like you just, because like, I base a lot of the stuff I do on what my dad sees of it. Because my dad's not a wrestling fan. So if he says, that shit, that looks shit, I wouldn't come to see that. I'm like, well, I'll take that on board. Because if a wrestling fan looks at it, they'll just be like, it's okay because it's wrestling. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But it's somebody who's not a wrestling fan who looks at it, like, why, why is that happening? Why are you doing that? That's, like, a, that's a the one you're trying to hook. Like, a lot, yeah. If you can, like, the mums and dads that are taking their kids and they're like, okay, that, that's a fake, it's a fake. If you can get them just for just for someone to say, ah, that wasn't a fake. Like yeah. that, that's well, that's when you've hooked them. There was one that happened and it was in Newton Hill against uh, Archer. And he was up on the top rope and I'd climbed up and to suplex him off, but he knocked yeah. him off. If you watch a video, like over the back of me, there's like a bunch of mums, a couple of mums with a Kids, obviously. Uh, yeah. And as soon as I come off that second rope and slam onto that floor and bounce them forward, they're like, oh. <laughs> and then like, they're trying, they're talking to each other. You can see they're trying to justify it, going like, it's, it's like, no, it's fucking <laughs> 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 here, sweetheart. But like, yeah, that, that you want the people to think, hope, oh, like, I just say in their heads, they're coming and thinking it's shit, it's fake, it's hopeless. Yeah. And then you want them to just go. Oh, do they actually hate each other? Or I well, that that didn't look very fake. Oh, oh, that's what you want. That's why, like, 
when guys go to brawl in the crowd, they should just be leather and fucking with each other. Right. Just in general, folks should be leather and fucking with each other in a nice <laughs> way. In a nice way, though. Like, made to the point where you're breaking fucking cheekbones and shuttling yeah, skulls and stuff. There's a line, but yeah. But. Leave your shit in and make it look real, at least. Yeah, look good. Like, uh. Because that, that'll make them come back. Because if you. Because in every wrestling crowd, there's a difference of people that want matches. So you've got, like, the folk who want to see funny stuff. Yeah, Kid, kids will mainly want to see funny stuff. But you've got kids that want to see moves, they want to see moonsaults, they want to see springboards and all that stuff. But then you've got like the guys, maybe the older generation who grew up on World of Sport. Maybe they want a bit of the technical stuff. Yeah. Or they want like the really rough strikes, like the forearm smash, as everyone calls it for <laughs> if you're from the World of Sport, the forearm smash. <laughs> Because every, every time somebody's talking about we're all the sport, they're like, oh, yeah, because he used to do the forearm smash. I'm like, everyone done the forearm smash. That's, it wasn't his move. That's the, that's the one you get when you're doing poster and like you're in a pub, putting a poster up, and the guy's like, ah, I mind one of the sport with Kendo Nagasaki. And uh, it's like, every pub you go into, you get them. <laughs> my, my, uh, my, my, my great granddad, my grandma's uh, dad, he was a massive wrestling fan. He was Aye. a much, huge wrestling fan. And, uh, so my grandma like she thinks like I get it from him and I'm like I don't know if that's how it works but okay yes I get it from him but he would he would have been watching it when he was you know Jackie Polo Mick McManus so it's like a few years before that, that's that's a two little apart from Kendo that's the other two names you always get when you put the post up you get ball. you get McManus Big Daddy Giant Haystacks and Kendo Nagasaki hi because they've done the gimmicks where everyone remembers them yeah, but then like I remember my dad told me stories. I don't know how true they are, but I'm just gonna say them anyway. He was on holidays on a lad's holiday. They were going down to England, and they were in I want to say like Blackpool or something like that. And they were in a pub, and some guys they were sitting at a table. There's a table next to him, and the guys at the table got in a fight, and they were having a fight. So everyone like backed away, giving their space. Right. So he backs up to he backs up to the bar. And he looks to his right, and Johnny Saints standing next to him. <laughs> And then, like, he says that, he says that, uh, what's his name? What's his name again? Kung Fu? Do you know Kung Fu? That was a boy where the karate gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was apparently there as well. <laughs> well, that's who my dad claims it was. It probably wasn't. But, and I'm like, oh, okay, 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 dad, okay. You're one of those, are you? Oh, my dad used to drive Big Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But that, the, the, so the, people always try to relate to that. That's what the older generation, but yeah. the generation probably after you. So I was like, oh, my dad, how old my dad? How old are you again? I'm 37 this year. 37 this year. So you're 36 and a half or whatever. That'll be a bit of this because you'll be 37. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the, maybe a generation or two after you is the people who grew up with wrestling was on every Saturday. Aye. It was on like about three o'clock, whatever it was, after the football results or whatever it was. And so they remember the wrestling, they remember the, but they remember the characters. Yeah. So that's why I think we get, you get a bit more leniency with characters in British wrestling, because people we did grow up with characters. It's only the really old guys when it was kind of like Mick McManus and Jackie Polo, where it was Aye. like, 
yeah, I'm a bit of a dick and I'm a bit hard, but I am still a wrestler. Whereas, like, a couple of years later, you have, like, Adrian Street doing the full-on ah, yeah. ah. out-of-the-world gimmick and stuff like that. But then you look at Adrian Street, you look at Rollerball Rocco, Adrian Street went to, was it Memphis? I think he wrestled in Memphis or something. Uh, yeah. And Rocco went to Japan and America. Yeah, aye. And then as I, I watched a match not that long ago, and it was Rocco against Jushin Thunder Liger, but when he wasn't Jushin Thunder Liger, he was called Fuji Hidamanda or some, yeah. something like that. And Rocco is just ahead of his was ahead of his time. Just it's unreal how ahead he was as a wrestler. But I think that's missing from wrestling now. The British style is missing a bit. It's trying to come back. It's then I think a lot of it is because there's like obviously there's only been British wrestling on TV for fucking years. Yeah. It's, it's always been like like WWE or WWF at, at, at the time, and it was WCW, and that was always on. So it's this American, so that's what everyone's acclimatised themselves to. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. I also think it might have something to do with like, well, it's different now NXT UK because you've got a actual training centre, but before all the British guys that taught the old way Bye. all had job, all had jobs in America, so. Yeah. They weren't here, which I I don't I want I've heard of a lot of people mention stuff like that like, well what do you expect us to do? There's no one here, or there's no one here who has an academy. Yeah. I can't I can't even think I can't think of any in Scotland to be honest. No, but well, like the thing with NXT UK, essentially it's still WWE. They're still teaching the American style because I'll still be coming for that those kind of guys. Yeah, like but they're, just, could, they're getting the British footwork done. Basically. Although I reckon the fucking is Saint still involved with that. I don't know if you start trainer there or. No, I think he is. I think he is. Like, I thought he's there. Like, it's, it's a lot of the American, like, because these guys all come from the Indies, and a lot of the, mm-hmm. the, the, all, the, none of them have worked like a lot of the British style. It'll all be this kind of American style wrestling they're working. It, mm-hmm. And it's, I think that's, it's just, I'll always be lost, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive shame because it is entertaining, especially like people think about British style when they think they just think, oh, it's just hold. It's like if you watch like a pro, if you watch not necessarily like I'm trying to think of like if you watch Marty Jones versus Rollerball Rocco, which although whatever your opinions are, <laughs> Marty Jones are different. I, I was gonna say, but yeah, well, keep going with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they, if you watch their matches, their matches are really really good, especially uh, their matches seem like really real, like hatred wise. Yeah, like they were vicious to each other. If you go back and watch Finlay versus Johnny Saint, that's like, yeah, they're doing holds and stuff, but they're yeah. incorporating so much movement and so much other aspects, which is keeping it exciting. It's yeah. not just two guys sitting on the floor like that. Aye. Which there is people doing that. There is people that done that. But then the main event guys were always like Rocco, who was exciting and different. He was brawling in the crowd. He's brawling in the ring. He's punching the guy in front of the rest face to get his public warning because he knows he's only got a couple <laughs> got more than one sorry so I think you can't it is possible to do the British style but in a way where it's entertaining it is yeah. hard like I, I'm not saying I could do I'm absolutely no way could I do it I mean I've seen stuff but that's about it I, 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 summoned, I might one night at the academy we did like a training match it was a British style match Oh yeah, and I, I was your corner guy with the bucket, yeah, and you're a corner line with, and our the Marlon Brando T-shirt was the sponsor. Oh, fact, that was just, against that was against Ryan, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was against Ryan. Ryan um, yeah. It, that wasn't that good. That was like <laughs> the undercard world of sport about. <laughs> but it was someone wanted to try different because yeah. you, you want to spice things up because you're now, very rarely you're going to get a world of sport rules. No, so, like I think the wrestlers have done it like once, I think. Twice. Twice. They've done it with Len and then with Jimbo and Osman. Jimbo, of course, I forgot about that one. Bye. Yeah, so that's twice they've done it that he wrestles one. And look, it's different. It's different. That's why ah, it, it mixes things it. up. Because you don't want you don't want the same match on every fucking card. Like you've got six, seven matches on a card. You don't want them all being exactly fucking same. And it's also like if you're on a card, say you're third, and the two guys before you, the two matches before you, they went out and they've done all the flips and all the arm drives and the blah yeah. blah, and it's like. Bitches are the same, so why not go out and just beat the fuck out of someone? Because <laughs> they've seen the flips, I can't do the flips. Yeah, but I might be able to do something else. But that I think that's WrestleZone are fairly good with that. It's like they're not, yeah, like guys will watch each other's matches and see what they're doing. They've got a good idea of match structure and match placement. And I think it's also to do with a lot of people know in WrestleZone and um, what they are, yeah, what, like what they should be doing. Like, there's so many people who in WrestleZone can do so much different things, but they yeah. know it doesn't, it's not the gimmick. I'm not going to do it. doesn't fit the character. It doesn't fit, it doesn't fit the character. What we're doing. Yeah. Like, I like doing, you know, chain. We'll just call it chain, even though you shouldn't call it chain, whatever. Uh, but I don't do it because why would I do it? And also, yeah. every match I've basically had has been with someone I'm in a feud with. Doesn't make sense to be like, yeah, this is our big blow off match. Lock up, take lock up. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. So it's 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 uh, it's annoying at times because you want to be able to do it because I enjoy doing it. Yeah, I think it's good. It's also a really good exercise. See if you just get in the ring and training. I've done that a couple of times with Bradley and Ryan. Just get in and just swap holds and run the ropes. Yeah, it's. It's amazing how much it blows you uh, we, we do that on Wednesday, so like, like before lockdown, we used to do that on Wednesday, sometimes you'd hear later. If we had six guys in, you'd have a guy in each corner, mm-hmm. and you'd have two guys in, and they would be holds out or the tag the, the next guy in, and he would do the same. Okay, you would just keep going until Abby was fucked. Oh, that just reminded me, we done, we done it once. I think it was like eight guys in. Quite some new guys as well. And uh, Bradley got his nose broken. Because I don't know, something's popped up. Oh. Something about malware. Uh, so Bradley got snapmared, and the guy went to cover him and went to no push his face inside. <laughs> and he went like, oh, I want Bradley's nose, and you just heard that. <laughs> Bradley, fuck's sake. It happens all the time to Bradley. Bradley's had a Cove Gala, he got the rope pinged on his nose. <laughs> So he eliminated someone in the Battle Royal and the rope got warmed. I did it oh. too at training. I didn't I didn't break it, but I, I made it bleed in training once. I can't remember what we're doing. I think we're maybe just taking like like front bumps. Mm-hmm. But I threw my arm up as I was going down and just caught straight bang fucking bridge of the nose. Oh jeez. But like eventually it'll just fall to mush. It'll just turn in the yeah. archer. It'll just it'll just be like it won't break now. It'll just move like that for no reason. A juvie grip on it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, what 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 could we discuss? 
I think Galas is a good point because we haven't really went into detail apart from Kadonas. And I would yeah. I would like to explain the railing incident in Grand City Comic Con. Oh, that was tremendous. Oh. Uh, that I mean, like, like I mentioned this was I can't remember it was Bradley I was talking to earlier, but it was like it was one of these. I was I was trying to wrangle a crutch up for somebody else. Yeah. To fucking hit it might have been Bradley at the time, trying to belt him with it, and it was just this almighty fucking clatter and the fuck was that? And just fucking being <laughs> on you know, the fucking railings out of the fucking face. Like what uh, the well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I you, that whole day was actually. I think Comic Con's a good crowd because if anyone's going to be most likely into wrestling, most of them yeah, there might be, or they've at least watched it yeah. in their life because it's just the type of people that sounds horrible. It's just the type of people. It's like that. Bit of, even even if they're there, it's like it's a Comic Con. They're into characters, and that's yeah. The wrestling is what I just can't. But I got some sort of gimmick, and but like, how can like Bradley was saying like somebody Comic Con is true and it's all fake? I'm like, you're in Comic Con. Do you realize that the Punisher isn't a real person? Do you realize that that man isn't Wolverine? <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you fucking weirdos. You do know this Darth Vader isn't actually Darth Vader or James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, so. I don't know, my dog's trying to get in the car. Oi! He's trying to push you the car. The car is closed, he's just trying to push through them. Fucking idiot. And they're running. Yeah, down. Uh, so, that, I was on the first match. First match was a tag match. Archer was in it as well. That was all right. Nothing special. I can't really remember any of that first match. Then, I remember... Uh, Darth Vader choking Ryan and Bradley. Yes, I remember that. But then I was meant to have a match with Thunder, but something went wrong and Thunder was feeling a bit dodgy, so was substitu- there was a substitution. Yeah. Football, then bringing football terms in because I love football, do <laughs> Yeah, substitution, one of those. So it was me against Scotty, and we had a whole match, you know, ready to go. We're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Finishes this. So we're getting the right. Scotty does a shine, hits me with a slam. As soon as he hits a slam, a board pings up. <laughs> and like it was quite badly up as well. So he's like powder, powder. So we just powdered outside about a chop fest for 10 minutes on the outside. And then slid back in. I slid back in. As he was coming back in, I got him and gave him a pile driver, and that was it. <laughs> Ten minutes of just chopping each other around the street. Uh but the the yeah, I remember coming out to Broadway and Broadway was standing outside, and I'm just I lean over the railing where beside you know, where the the low rain was. Remember? Yeah, I'm leaning over and Broadway's there, and I'm just like I'm like the grizzled young vet. I was like, you know what you're doing? <laughs> what the fuck? No, <laughs> nope. right, well, kid, just stay with me. Aye, that was the the fight. It was like a four six on, on five, five, six, six on, on five, or aye. Just that, because um, instead of a battle royal, we had this massive tag match, and they just fucking descended chaos. Well, it was meant to be. There was a big thing then. The oh, Archer hits six one nine. Then there's a cover, and the cover gets broken up, and that descends into the brawl. Yeah. So. <laughs> so the brawl ends up outside. I don't remember who I was hitting first. I wasn't hitting anyone for a while. I was just walking around looking for someone who wasn't busy. Because <laughs> there was because there was six heels, five new faces, yeah, so there was one one too many. And then I think Scotty hit Ryan. Ryan like kind of sold down. Yeah. So I just bang Scotty in and out. Boom. 
and then he's hitting me and I said throw me into the railing behind you and he's like I haven't got my contacts in I can't see <laughs> so he's just like he's like he's like where is it and I'm like it's behind you and he just went Argh! and then I went over it and as I went over a John Bahan in the railing in the floor <laughs> and I'm like oh, yeah. and then I'm lying there just thinking it's lying itself because I was like that hurt a little bit more than I thought it would because uh, I was about three steps into the run towards it and I'm like I, I don't want to do this now <laughs> and then got uh, Cajun came over he's picking him up he's pissing himself laughing as he's doing it he's like he's like that's why he came over he's like I couldn't stop laughing so I had to come over and hide myself <laughs> so then we get the march done uh, Scotty hits northern lights on me yeah which was meant to get broken up but it didn't and so the bit one and I wasn't kicking out I never kicked out I was like I'm not kicking out <laughs> one two three and as soon as the three was over I looked up at Chess and I was doing the nephew said it's not your fault and then I just went up to myself <laughs> I was like ah oh, it's not your fault <laughs> down I go <laughs> uh, but yeah I really enjoyed Comic Con I'd done it I'd done it in Pathology the year we were in Pathology yeah uh, we had a sixth one. It was me, um, Dynamite, and Michael Graham against Brian, Archer, and Thunder. And because we were in pathology, I know enough about football to know certain things. And uh, Dynamite doesn't. So I said to Dynamite, sing Simply the Best when they come out. <laughs> And we're singing simply the best. And then Thunder came out and he didn't hear it. And then he didn't. He just went. <laughs> and same as Brian. Brian was like, even Martin was like fucking raging. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's absolute sacrilege to Aye. see it in photography. <laughs> and like, and I think I got, I think we've got Michael Graham singing it as well. And he, 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 I think he did, he did know as well. But Dynamite had no clue what it meant. Aye, I, I, I told him that guy. I told him afterwards and I was like, yeah, by the way, it's a Rangers song. They're probably going to stick you. Fuck, okay. Just cheap heat. So we're doing, we're working a match. Dynamite's in. He works a little bit with Archer. And then I get in and Tucker gets in. And we do a little something. Yeah. And after that, I tag out. Michael, Michael Graham comes in, does something. And then he went to tag out. But we thought we'd fuck with him. So we jumped off the... <laughs> I because I think Dynamite was meant to get tagged back in. Yeah, but we're like, it's fuck with. So we jumped <laughs> off, and he's like in the ring, like, guys, guys, come on, tag me, tag me, just tag me, And then apparently, apparently uh, Tucker said he turned around and he was doing all that, and he was saying to Brian, "What the fuck do I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do." <laughs> and Brian was like, "Oh God, what happened?" Oh, that was, that was funny. But then, if we want to talk about Archer being broken, he did take a bump to the floor over the railing. I remember. I because like I because we worked that our two days, and I was yeah. only the, I was only there the second day. I was this. The I, I turned up. Wait, was it you? Was it you? Was it me doing? Was it you, Tucker and Dickie? Maybe I was the second day. Oh, uh, possibly. I don't know. Mind. I I kind of was only there the second day because I mind hearing about Archer, and like. It training the week before, he was like, ah, because I've got this gal coming up, I'm just going to take it easy. Then I turned up, and he was like, ah, I took it, I took it, I took it, I closed in. What the fuck are you doing, Archer? Fucking hell. 
because I think it was was it Ted? Ted was a, the real and the ironic Ted, yeah. and he went like that, and, just, bang! and I'm like, yeah. there is two people currently standing beside you watching this, and no one else. What the fuck are you uh, doing? It's like, Archer, he just he gets carried away. Like if there's nobody yeah. there, he just he's one of those folk who really regrets that doing it after it's done, but yet he'll do it again. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm never, I'm never uh, doing you, that again. You, but you, then he'll do it again. He went alone for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I think was that my first gala? I think that was the first ever like gala thing I worked was Comic Con. Yeah. Um, and then after that was Stonehaven Highland Games, which is where an incident happened regarding a certain part of my body where it has never recovered to this moment. Uh, that was I'd watched a lot of Samoan SWAT team the previous <laughs> week, so I was watching like Samoan SWAT team. You know, men, just all, all the Polynesian voices. Ah, yeah. Watched. And there was a tag match where Brian and Thunder, or was it Archer? This is when Ryan had just started. He was just doing galas, so yeah. he was a baby face. And so I get tagged in. Ryan's taking, yeah, I punch him. Wow. He's on his knees, and I jumped, doing you know, the jumping ahead, but there's someone. Yeah. And as I do, my leg must have went like that and bent the other way. Oh. And so I went, and then, so I, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, that hurt. And then I didn't realize how much it hurt. And then I tried to put weight on it. And then I thought I was like shrinking because <laughs> I was just getting shorter and shorter because <laughs> I couldn't stand it. So I've grabbed Ryan by the three of his fingers and I'm dragging him towards Ted saying, I fuck my knee, get in the ring. I fuck my knee, get in the ring. And then a boy from my work, he told me that somebody went to see wrestling at the Stonehill and Highland Games. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, what do you think? And he's like, oh, some duff couldn't hurt his leg. <laughs> I was like, I was <laughs> uh, So uh, that was, that was like near the end. So it wasn't too bad. But that was where, if you had hay fever, you shouldn't have been wrestling because the glass had just been caught. Yeah. If you took a, I took a bump to the floor and I basically swallowed all the glass, <laughs> all the grass. Oh, it's horrible. I don't think I've ever worked the Highland Games at Stoney. That's one of the few I've never done. It's kind of a hard one because it's actually quite patriotic because when I hurt my knee, the bagpipes were blaring. So, just I, like, rem- oh, I, just... I remember we did the Highland Games at, oh, where was it? Old Eldrum, I want to say. Yeah. And yeah. the tent next to the Highland Dancing. And you go, we go tilt the fucking just can't do it and be quiet because we're yeah. just <laughs> at these wee lassies getting fucking getting seven, eight year olds or daddy in that fucking island dancing. And we're just hitting a Let's just I was like, can you just stop? And we're like, right, okay. For the name of matches today, that's us, we're done. <laughs> should have just offered them money. Should have just been like, no, she <laughs> didn't, didn't ask for money. We're like, we'll stop, we want money. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was the second ever one I watched. I was injured for a bit. And nothing, there was no shows nearby, so it was okay, because I think this was just after Anarchy, and this was about like a month off. Yeah, aye. So, done that, and then I think the next match I must have done would have been... Uh, it would have been, actually. It would have been uh, my match with Archer and Breakin'. Then next the gala's next year. I done cold gala because it's my home. So yeah, and a few a few folks did recognize me. So that was but like Dino, it's fucking Dino, you prick. <laughs> uh, so 
with Manchester City, I done a tag match with me and Ted against Scotty and Connor, where I took a slice of bread and I took it like on my neck because I was like, ah, oh, I'm a high spots guy in the whole show. <laughs> I find uh, out. And then I done a singles. This was the funniest bit. I had a singles match with Scotty, and I'm beating up Scotty, and I went to hook him for a suplex, and I looked up. And there's there was three girls that used to go to my school that were just like, just like they obviously didn't realize it was me. And they were like, the fuck? And they're like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny. And then that ended with a big bottle royal. The one we all wore, Archer's bandanas. Yeah, I was there for. I remember hearing about it. Were you not there? I'm nah, pretty I sure just, you. I thought you were no, there. No, I wasn't there for that one. I wasn't there for the Archer bandana memorial bottle royal. Yeah, we all had been uh, on Archer's like trying to piss himself off and as we're coming out. Because that's, like, that's just Archer's suitcase, like he just opens it, just bandanas bursting. Like we didn't even make a dent in the amount of bandanas that were actually there. And there was about eight of us that had them. So <laughs> we go out for the Battle Royal. Descends into madness, as it always does. Yeah. But the best thing about this Battle Royal was it was one of those where no one wanted to leave. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> But about 12 minutes in and not one person's been eliminated. <laughs> and then it got to a point where we were waiting for a corner to do his big high spot. He was going to come off with a flying forearm and take yeah. everyone out. But he wasn't going for it. I don't know why. So no one was like waiting for him. No one was setting <laughs> up for it. They're like, well, where is he? Where why isn't he going for it? So then as soon as we get hit, I caught Connor's elbow at the top of my skull through for us. So I was like, I can bust. So I'm lying on the floor. I just hear Scott, I just hear Scotty go, abandon ship. Everyone get the fuck out. And then all the eliminations happen within a minute. Because Garrick and uh, Caleb done a go for a spear and he threw him over the top rope. Yeah. And then I grabbed Caleb. I said, duck the elbow, give my German. And I must have got too excited. I go for the elbow, cast me and I jumped too much, and I realised things were. I realised it was gonna hurt when I was upside down. And I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm so fucked." So I'm like, "Oh fuck!" And then I landed, and I was like, oh, "Then the devon cell, and it was like actually so painful in my shoulder." And I was like, oh. So they froze me out by Andre myself as I'm leaving, and wrapped my foot up in a few ropes. So I'm hanging there with my foot. So Garrick comes around. To uh, help me, support me, so my knees are getting like jerked on. Yeah, and he's hitting me and he's holding it underneath, yeah. and he's pissing himself laughing as he's doing it. He's like, "Oh, he's like, fucking, you fucking dark out here, fucking." Oh, eventually I got out and just fell straight to the floor. Like my boot came out and I just went warm. <laughs> but like. Just galas are phenomenal. They're that's so fun. that's one of the things I miss most about last year. It's just the galas. Just I think when, whenever they're bought, I'm gonna do all of them. I'm gonna Fucking try to do all of them. Did you ever do the Alvi Moore run? I did. I did one. How how, how was it? Because I've been to Mackenzie's Highland Inn. Uh, the year we went, there was only like it wasn't even watching like five or six folk there, and it was just. Just a nonsense. Like, we were just pulling each other. Because I remember I went to Alvy Moore on holiday. And I, was I think like, oh. I think the one I worked would have been the last one we kind of used to book rooms and we'd stay there the night and go to the fucking... <laughs> Alvy Moore's only nightclub. 
was it the was it like the not the the bombo or something? Oh, bombo or something. Oh, it was similar. Like the bomb, the bombo club or something. It was doing stairs or somewhere anyway, and it was it was horrible. <laughs> well, I remember I went on holiday for a little camping trip up in Abbey Boy, and I was like, oh, Mackenzie's Highland nearby. That's where the rest thing goes to. Let's go see it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going. It's eleven o'clock at night on a Saturday. Yeah. So we're going. We sit down, and there's a band on, and the combined age of the band must have been about five hundred and sixty-five. <laughs> And they're just doing a really bad Roy Orbison. They're just like, the boy's on there and he's like, man, so thank you very much. He's doing like an accent for some reason, but he's evidently of you born. And he's like, this is only, only the low man. He's like, only the low man. No And there's like sex talk in this bar. And then I went in the toilet, because I needed a shape to be dirty again. And I, clo- I closed the door and then I'm like, there's like shit on the door and stuff. Like actual human shit on the door and on the wall. And I'm like, what the fuck is this place? It's not the glamorous thing I hoped it would be. But Ali Moore's got a couple of good bars. It has the owl, the night owl, some of them. Uh, the winged owl. Yeah. And they've got one, it's not an actual Ali Moore's. I mean, no, out the road a bit, down past the loch. There's one called the Red Squirrel. I just cracked and went in there. And there was a band, there was a boy playing, and he was playing yeah. Irish, Irish and Scottish folk song. So he was playing, do you know, Wild Rover? Yeah, I. No, yeah. no, never. And I'll be slapping the table. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. But yeah, I never done that. I'll be more alone. I think I was going to, but the last one they'd done, I couldn't do it. I know Ted went up for it. Aye, like I said, Ted. The one I did was the last one they stayed over at, and then after that, they, I think they maybe did two, two more after that year, and they just drove yeah, up and drove back the same day. It's a long, it's a long fucking drive. That's a fucking but drive. Like, then again, like we moan about long drives, you no know, having to do like Huntley and stuff, and then there's like folk in America, it's like 14 hours, and I'm like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> Like I just wouldn't be arrested. Aye, it's, it's a cave. I was like, fuck driving 500 miles for 20 quid. Oh Jesus! I just, but then again, they're like fuel costs fuck all. Aye, it does. Like it's also not I like costs less than water. Yeah, that's like so. No wonder it's like yeah, I drive five hundred miles and I, I was six pound on gas. Like, <laughs> well, I'm like forty quid to go to Stonehaven. <laughs> they claim the travel expenses that I'm claiming <laughs> for just driving eight miles and back. Did you ever do? Birthdays? You don't I, birthdays? No, I never did any of them. Oh, fantastic. I heard of people like they were good, but I I never worked any of them. Done one for my first one against uh, the match against Mr. P, and it was literally half an hour. I'm pretty sure it was half an hour. Aye. This match went on. I didn't want it to be half an hour, but it ended up being half an hour. <laughs> I have never blown out my arse so much as I was in that match. And I'm like, at one point, he's just kicking marks, and I was like, I can't even I'm so tired. I, I, <laughs> I'm fucked. Dave B's good at that, just, just winding the guys and gassing them out. And then, what is it we've done? We've done one, Archer was there. It might have been that one, actually. And Archer was going to do a running with a chain, as we were yeah. up Mr. P. And he, he said to us before, he was like, you better leave that ring in time, because I'm not, when I swing that, I'm not stopping. <laughs> And I think Ryan was like a ball hair away from getting absolutely clipped because he like slipped or something as he was leaving. <laughs> and then Ryan, we done another one, and it was me, Crusher, Ryan, 
and I think it was Scotty and Scotty and Dave P. Yeah. And Scotty, we're, we're doing a handicap at the end, three on two. So me and Crusher are talking to each other, and Ryan's like, look at me. I am the captain now, and he's pissing himself <laughs> laughing at his own joke. And he's like, he's standing in the apron, and he's like, I'm working the last, and I've got like Scotty in a hold. And like, he's like, he's like giggling himself underneath. And I'm like, it wasn't that funny, Ryan. Come on. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's really easy to pop, though. He's Die. so easy to pop. You can just go in like, like penis, you know, like, <laughs> so childish. <laughs> And I think that yeah, birthday parties are nice because it's like a gala in a way, but it's it's more. I think is it more serious or less serious? It's kind of hard because like you just listen to the kids. Kids shout RKO. Oh yeah. fuck here we go. Yeah, I the, the kids you just add the big moves. You pop them with the big moves. That's that's what they're there for. The, the best one was I watched. It was me and you. In Montrose, remember our first ever singles match. Yeah, remember when I shouted at your kids, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then your daughter got kicked me in the head. Yeah, uh, that's so also that, like she went to school the next, like the following week, and like they do this thing at school. It's like I can tell everybody your news, and I learned I knew to I kick somebody in the head. <laughs> 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 like, the, like you could see the like the teacher was speaking to me like a couple of days after. I was like. No, I just like a de wrestling. It was, she she wasn't a lot like kicking for trying to explain it there. I was like, no, yeah. she, it's fine. You should have <laughs> kept full you should have kept full cave. You should have been like, Yeah, I do I, I do wrestling, I was in trouble and she kicked this guy in the head and him. <laughs> <laughs> but that was there was two, there was a group of kids at that show that were very annoying. I don't know why. I was very obviously pointing to your kids, but these kids thought I was talking to them. Aye. I'm like I like I'm pointing here. Those kids were over there, and like they're like, "Oh no, dad!" And I'm like, "He's not your dad. The dad's <laughs> next to you, you fucking weirdo." Uh, that match was that match was quite good. I was nervous for that match because I couldn't think of how we put it together because I was really nervous. That that was like what what was that November 2018? So I'd maybe had five matches, six matches. Yeah. And it was my first, and it was our first. Uh, singles, so I was like, oh shit, this is even more nerve-wracking, because uh, that might have been our only, has that been our only singles match we've had? Yes, actually, yeah. But every other singles match I've had has been with Ted. Yeah, and I get, I get Archer, and he, yeah. he gets you. Oh, Jesus, that's that's true, that's our only singles match, because the, the Archer, Ted, and Garlic were on a triple threat. Yeah, because that's, that, that's when I politicked my way, that, that was when I politicked my way out of yeah, I, I was meant to be in the pre-show and I was meant to be a tag match. Yeah, um, it was us. It was us. It was us against using a tag. But then, yeah. no thingy got injured. Uh, Aspen was injured. Yeah, and he was meant to face Garlic, so they were like, right, Garlic in the trouble for it. Well, one day got to the main card. And... Yeah, bump him up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's where I got the reputation for politics, and, and then like it might have been the Montrose before, the one before that. I was meant to be in a... Well, no, I was in a triple threat. It was when Sean was still the champ. It was me, mm-hmm. him, and Jason Reed, And it was a non-title match, so it was fine. Mm-hmm. But it was at half-time. That I was just up watching the monitor and seeing what was going on. And I just happened to mention whoever was sitting in the monitor. I was like, 
Like that's tonight. That's, was, that's pretty much all heels going over. Like every match was a heel going over. And like the, the ones that were on, it was like a tri counties match, so they couldn't switch the finish, so they couldn't mm. they couldn't put the baby face over and that was like it was other feuds that going on but they couldn't change the finish. So the only one they could finish was my match, because it was a non title match. Oh you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so I was like twice in one throws a politic that and that's that's where I've got the reputation from. And I just it's a narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's fucking it's it's the same as in like putting together uh, like marches, like we'll come up with something and you come over and you're like mm, not for me. Maybe maybe Archer will take the heat instead. instead of me. <laughs> that that's the thing about Archer. I like I like what you've done there, but how about this? Yeah. Yeah, I accept that. I accept you said that. But what about this? <laughs> but like I think you and the Ted, biggest one was Anarchy, yeah. You and Ted have got the... I don't know if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing, but you you and Ted have been involved in both the worst and... or one of the worst and one of the best matches that I've been in. What, rejected ones are? Aye. So what's the worst one? Is it Turner? It is Turner. <laughs> when we went to week 30 minutes. <laughs> it was I, remember, it. I remember watching it, but... And I'm sitting there watching it, I'm like, right, that's the sh- we're near the end of the shine. And I looked at the time and it was eight minutes and I was like, oh my fucking God. And eight it's, minutes in. It's not through your guys' fault because you guys were fairly new at this point and I me and Arsenal mm-hmm. like that. In fact, it probably would have been me if I put all that shine together. And it was the front of crowd. Like, we just completely fucked up. Like, yeah. that was the, we could have got away with it somewhere else, but they turned off. Yeah. And it just went too long and then the heat was going too fucking long. And like, I'm staring back at the fucking... Back at the curtain, and the guys are like wrap it up. So like, I'm on the apron. I can't do now. Like apart from yeah. tell tell the ref, like tell them to wrap it up, and it's not I can do. But I think like yeah, because the, the refs weren't mic'd up, were they for that one? That was the big I thing. I don't think so. No. Surely they would have been told what the fuck are they doing? Because <laughs> was it? I sure it was Dennis was the, the ref for all match that night. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and a couple of times I like I was in the corner and I just like shout out on Macron like I'm shouting back in like I two on one or two on one. Wrap it up. Don't wrap it up. <laughs> but yeah, I, that one's near you guys. It was just that. It was it was near the match for Turf. Actually, like, the weirdest thing was it didn't feel like it was that long it, until we came back and I think it was I think it was Scotty that said how long do you think you went? <laughs> and I'm like I don't know, a bit over, like 12 minutes and he's like 24 minutes. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, oh my fucking god! I was like, what's a pushover? Because that that was the one where was it Aspen came out at the end? Yeah, to hit you with the table. And then we we dropped you with someone, and you were in completely the wrong fucking corner. I just had to like kind of just boot you the fucking road. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> was it me? Oh, no, it was, well, I think it was Ted. I was it was one of you. I can't remember which one it was, but I was like, you, you just ended up in the wrong fucking corner. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh. But, that was the the like one of the worst matches I've ever had, and then like one of the best ones was the one we had at Anarchy, the triple threat tag match. Well, I had another good one that only involves the four of us, and it's Inveruri, remember for the title. I thought that was quite a good match. Well, yeah, you finished. I... You finished Ted with your thing. Well, he, he claims we dropped him on his head, but I just don't think there was a nice way. Well, there probably is a nice way to take it, but. There is. I, I was I was lucky, I'm told. So I just <laughs> have to do it. 
Well, I don't want to bury him, but if you don't have a bottle of wine, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. But that was a good match, I thought. I, no, I enjoyed that. That was that was one of our better ones. But yeah, the one, the tri- like I said, the triple threat anarchy we had. That's obviously one of the best matches I've been in. The triple threat anarchy was, when we were putting it together, was the most politicking you've ever done. Of like, <laughs> playing the veterans card of like, well, what? That kind of yeah, because, you know, got it. I do wish we had more time though. Yeah. More, like 12 even. Uh, I think we could have had a lot more ideas. Remember, I wrote out a fucking whole notes <laughs> thing about it. And you were like, you were like, nature. Nature. <laughs> we've only got 10. Okay. I like that, but let's let's save it for another show. Yeah, I like that. Maybe we'll do it next time. We just never face each other again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was that was a solid match. That one, like, I enjoyed that because even though again, I was like six guys in a match, so you know, you're getting your you're not getting your heel stick in, but it's, mm-hmm. everyone got something out of there. It was fun. We were very creative about it. Yeah. Because I think it was done very well for having three teams, and it wasn't like, yeah. oh, just just stand on the apron and so do everyone sit. like. And only at the start, really, did we actually stay on the apron. We were never on the apron again, basically, until the end. Yeah. Um, but I just think it was done well because we could have easily just went down the route of well, it's just a triple threat until they target, and then Aye. we could have easily just done that. But it wouldn't have been. Aye, we'll just we'll just hear the heat. Two guys beating up their face, and then. Be a hot dog and... Double combat or three yeah. hot dogs, and then the baby face takes out both the heels that are coming in. Uh, we could have been, we could have uh, had that, but different. It was really hard to think of though, especially like because, like, let's say, like, I come out, I say, What would you do here? and then you'd be like, Well, we can't because of this, and then maybe like Ryan would come up with something, and then Archer would be like, we can't because of this. It was yeah. a nightmare to put together. <laughs> but then when we got the when we got the formula, we're like, yeah, this is so easy. Why did we not think of this yeah. before? But do you remember? <laughs> do you remember before the show when we were like in the ring, just going over like the position and all that stuff, just like uh-huh. walking around, walking through it, and there was, uh, like I was new. I was like really fucking. Nervous, I was like shit in my punch. Like you, you get like that anyway before matches. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll get more nervous, less nervous for anarchy than I will for like a birthday party in front of ten kids. Come on, these kids are gonna bother me. <laughs> but the, uh, the I got really nervous, and I was like, I was tidying myself out because I was so nervous. So I got backstage, and Ted had a Red Bull, had the Red Bull. I have never drunk Red Bull in my life until this moment. And yeah. I turned to be eight balls. And then I'm standing behind the, I'm standing behind the car and I'm like, fucking, that's fucking good. <laughs> but the moment that made me shit myself was Martin's music played. So we came out through the door and we were waiting there. Foy, the foyer. The foyer. Yeah. Uh, we're waiting in the foyer. Uh, or the foyer. I said, that's a really weird accent. Uh, <laughs> we're waiting in the foyer. And... I'm like, I always look down and I kick my feet a lot when I'm like, just before I go to the car because I'm thinking and I'm trying not to be nervous. And then Martin goes, good evening, Aberdeen. And another big roar happened and I just went like this to Ryan. I just went, (laughs) (laughs) 
Ryan said that when he had that big roar, he thought he was going to shit himself. Like legitimately, he's like, I'm going to shit myself. I'm going to pass it yeah. Because it was their first time teaming together as well. So I say, was that the first first anarchies you had worked on the main card? We on the main card, yeah, we'd done the pre-show before. I, I get um, Bradley. Bradley been on. He'd been out with Mister P. The year yeah, but before, Bra- Bradley had never been. He'd never. He'd never worked on the main card as such. Like he'd been on the no. yeah. Because we done that battle royal, which was actually quite good. Yeah, and I think Bradley was in the one year before in a tag match. Yeah, it was him yeah, and was... Thunder against Nathan and Malice. Yeah, aye. Because so that, that was the first show I helped out on. So yeah, like that was the first anarchy that like the four years had been in a like a main card. Yeah. Match. And it, it like I I I made this on like a Twitter post in response to my own one. To my on my on my real Twitter page, and uh, the not my not my not my not not safe for work one, not my only fans Twitter. This was my real Twitter. Uh, I made a comment like when I stu- got in the ring and I stood in the ring and I looked around, I legitimately nearly cried. I was like, holy fucking shit. I was like, that sounds like so cliche and cheesy, but it's like like a childhood dream kind of. Yeah. So like. Because I thought, because I remember my first ever match standing in the ring when Thunder got in the ring, and I was like, this isn't real. No way am I actually standing in a wrestling ring. And then when it got to Anarchy, and I just looked around and I saw, like, the, however, like 900 folk that were there. I was like, oh my fucking God, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I was so buzzed because of it, but I was also like, there is 900 people here to see my mistakes if I fuck up. <laughs> And the pilot driver got a good pop, and that's all I was looking for. <laughs> See, I'm not so bad with that. I like I, I handle a bigger crowd better. I think, like the first, mm-hmm. the first time I worked was the one with fucking in the ballroom with Devon, and I was like a seven, like thousand plus fucking crowd, and I was yeah. fine. And it's like this, it's a lot of the smaller crowds I fucking get mm-hmm. the, the bigger brought like the one worked with Devon. I was like, guys, come up to us, you know shit. It's like, no. And it was until like the 10th, 11th, 12th guy came up saying, you're nervous yet. It's like, I am now, you fucking keep mentioning it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't, I get nervous long before the show starts. Yeah. Because I'm worried in advance. Like for Anarchy, shh, for Anarchy, I was nervous the night before. I'm standing in the leisure. <laughs> I'm standing in the leisure center and we've like kind of semi-set up the ring and put the stuff in. Yeah. I'm, and I'm looking around and I'm like, Okay. Ooh. That was that was the only downer about that that anarchy was it was in the, in the leisure centre as opposed to the ballroom. If it was in the ballroom, I could have retired after. I could have easily just been like, "Yeah, let's just call it there." <laughs> I'm like, "This doesn't get better than this." It's a like I've done like I've done shows and stuff at school, like school shows and stuff, because yeah. I wanted to go to the parties afterwards. And I used to get asked to go in them because I was funny, quote unquote. Uh, <laughs> so I done one in the international, the international school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, done one there, and I done one in the art centre in town. Right. Okay. And and the the one at the art centre was quite. It was like a semi-important role. I played a hippie. I have. A, I posted a picture on Twitter. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Of me dressed as it. <laughs> I played a hippie. It was We Will Rock You, not a queen. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like a semi important role. 
and when you're on the stage, well, like the art center, because it's professional, there's lights. Yeah. You could you couldn't see the crowd really. Yeah. They're really focused if you want to see the crowd, which I think is better because you don't feel as nervous. <laughs> but then, so then that's I think that would be a thing with the ballroom of like there's lights. You wouldn't see the crowd as much. Yeah. Maybe you'd see a certain amount back. It's it's kind of like like you're saying it's darkened to a point. Well, when I done the pre-show, we came out for the battle royal. I was like, yeah. And I looked to try and see my dad. I texted my dad before and I was like, where are you? And he's like, well, I'm in the, the second rung to the middle. The yeah. And I'm like, I can, <laughs> I just, all I could see was this, a phone, like a mile in the air, like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the thing you would just see, like the people close to you. But then some of the other smaller venues have that as well. Like the town hall, like Breakin had like a full lighting cell. Aye, there's a few of them like that where you can you can Stonehaven. Montrose is like that. If you can you can get the lights off on that one, it's a full like there was one year they I was sure it was Michael Graham that filmed that one. And he filmed the hill lot into the lights. So you can't see a fucking thing. The hill Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean that just adds so much to a show, the lighting. It's yeah. so it's so minor. Like if the venue's got it, why, why me? Like, I mean? like the ballroom, the the ballroom, the lights center. If you could turn off like one strip of lights, yeah, or two strip again, you turn off the ones at the sides. But it was like mm-hmm. it was a case where you, nah, they're either all on or they're all off. There's yeah. no in between. That's shite. I think that's. I think there should have been. You'd think they would because they know like when they're doing football and shit like that, they can they would you could split the room. You have yeah, that curtains. You'd think they could just have one on and have the one off to try to save some money. Yeah. But then typical Aberdeen, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I remember doing it in Breakin with the lights on, and that was the same. It's like you wanted to shout abuse to the crowd if whoever was shouting at you, but you had to, like, look over <laughs> the apron and go, ah, fuck you, kid. <laughs> uh, but the ballroom just, like, it's, it's a, I think it's, one of the best venues for wrestling. I've said this before, like it just is. Numerous times, it's one of the best venues for wrestling. Not just in Aberdeen, but just one of the in best Bre- venues for wrestling. In Britain, at least, it's one of the best. Probably Europe, the world. Fuck it, Madison Square Garden <laughs> ballroom. I'm going to the ballroom. <laughs> but the thing that makes it good is because you know how you've got a lot of venues. People do they're on the stage, like they used to do years ago. Yeah. Like where everyone's one-sided. It's one-sided. The, the ballroom's like semi-not. You know what I mean? Because you can get people coming the sides. Yeah, aye. That makes it better, in my opinion, because you're working a full circle. And I remember the first one I helped out at was another one where you had the hair versus belts match. Yeah. And there was the Tri-Counties ladder match and stuff. Yeah. And I was sitting up in you know, the balcony at the side. And I'm just looking, and you're looking at the crowd, and you're like, there's a lot of fucking people in here. You're like, holy shit, that's a whole, it's surprisingly a lot. But I remember the boy getting, like, the boy at work, something I, pissed off. I'm sure that was the year, that the, that was the first year they hadn't sold it out beforehand. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they were planning on keeping the balcony shut, they were just going to just do the floor. And but then people was, just kept going. There was enough walk-up that they had to open the balcony up and... Get folk up there. That's where uh, 
I went, I was Rikishi, Rikishi Hornswoggle and Melina. Melina's an absolute sweetheart. She Rikishi's is. cool as well. Uh, Hornswoggle was alright, I suppose. <laughs> I liked his match. I didn't really speak to Hornswoggle, so I can't really comment. Yeah, he was he was sound as fuck, well, but I spoke to him, he was, he was sound as fuck. Um, the... But it's just... Even like helping out with stuff there was ace. It just felt a weird because you felt nothing feels more professional than being in the ball. You, you feel like you're, it feels like you're part of a massive company. Yeah. You're like, fucking, I went in the ballroom. Like, See, I never, I never staffed a show at the ballroom because I started the week after Anarchy 2014. And by 2015, I was already on shows. So I was, already, yeah. I was on the show 2015. So I never. Staffed a show at the ballroom. So, like, that was the first time I done And I got the easy job because there was, I think, Ted and a couple of other folk got the bad job of having to stand down around with all the fans. And I was like, yeah, I'm up in the, I'm up in the balcony doing the merch. I can do what I want. But I remember somebody ran to the merch to keep an eye on the merch because we were taking turns. There was yeah. somebody watching the merch each time. And, uh, Crusher had just booted Scotty. Yeah. So I came, I came running through the match to tell them. I was like, Crusher's just booted Scotty, everyone. I like, I'm just telling all the trainees. <laughs> because we, we, nobody knew the finishes or anything about that. No. No. no the, um, the trainees aren't a clue then. Then. In fact, I'm sure that one, based on the boys, weren't a clue then or not. Yeah. Because it keeps uh, your reactions are realistic yeah but the i remember the anarchy after is the mo- i was more nervous than anarchy after not just because i was on it but because chavo guerrero was there and i was like <laughs> fucking hell because i was like rikishi i was like yeah i watched a bit of rikishi and like melina yeah i watched a bit of melina i was like chavo guerrero holy shit i'm gonna beat chavo guerrero and he was standing talking i was did the same show was it no it was the next year as what i say i chavo was the one with santino yeah, yeah. Aye, yeah. No, I, get remember, you, aye, aye. I remember like shaking his hand and I'm like, hello, Mr. Guerrero, sir. <laughs> I kind of want to drop to my knees and go, ooh, chavo. That's <laughs> <laughs> the thing, though. People tell you not to get be marks for people, but you can't help it. No, It's really important. Like, Mal is having a tattoo of Mick Foley. I mean, like, yeah. You don't get that more than that level. <laughs> that that was like the show he was at. Like we were the first match on that card, mm-hmm. and he wasn't there. Like he'd done the sign in, then he went back to his hotel or whatever to get someone to eat or whatever. So he wasn't. It wasn't on. He wasn't at the the, the venue when we went out. And then we came back to the curtain, and he'd been. He must have turned up like literally as our match started, and he just mm-hmm. sat down in front of the curtain. So we come back to the curtain. He's sitting like that was the first time he actually won the belts. And fully mm-hmm. sitting there and I just cheered and watching this. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's like moments that happen, it's like it's surreal as fuck. Like you're like, no way. Like, because you know, you see them on TV. It's this is very cliche, but like you see them on TV and you're thinking, I'll never meet them. And like I'm shaking hands with Charlo Guerrero and Santino. Aye. And I got a, I got a picture of Rikishi. That's wild. Absolutely wild. Like there's there's guys that brought in like like Devon. <laughs> Sorry. Devon was a massive one, and they like, like the first two years they gave me the imports, and I genuinely thought they were just pulling my leg. Both years, mm-hmm. like I, 
the first year it was it was Dave on it. And I prob- apart from like I worked Union Square and I worked every fucking match in that car pretty much. Hmm. But like on shows, that would have been like my fifth or sixth match at the time. It's like, ah, oh, you're, you're getting Dave on in a fucking... Uh, fuck so, who, so who's winning in the import numbers, you or Dave? Uh, it might be a tie. Because, like, I had Dave on, then I had three imports the following year. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's me on four. I think Dave's had... He had Rikishi. He had Park. Chris Masters, X-Park. And I'm Park sure... Rock. No, he wasn't. He wasn't with Holly. No, he was not Holly. That was the year he had Chris Masters. No, Billy Gunn wasn't him either. It was Rob Cage, was it? Yeah. I'm sure there's one where I'm missing, but I'm sure we're tied on four each. Well, I thought saying Archer, Archer will be five because Archer worked the match with X Pac. Oh, yeah, so he did. So Archer will be probably he will work the most imports. That's like a hell of a thing for like a wrestling CV. It's like, who have you worked? Well, Masters, X Pac, Rikishi, uh, Carlito. I mean, like, you put that on a CV, that's like, yeah, you've got a job, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Who worked job again? Bingo, bingo. Bingo, yeah. Uh, the match with Santino and Grado was absolutely phenomenal. That's the uh, one I, That was tremendous. That was a phenomenal... It was when uh, Santino, like, ducked the clothesline with the splits and came yeah. back up. And then hit, I was like... That's it. Or they spent literally five minutes high-five each other and it was counting the stars. <laughs> That was incredible. Oh, it's just, it's not even, oh. It's like, they, they can't exactly what they're doing. They've been in it long enough. Well, here's a question for you. I know it's your, it's your podcast. I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to get booked against Raven or Taker. Which era version slash of each would you like? No, Raven's going to be the ECW version when he first came in. Is this, uh, is this when he's like feuding with Dreamer? Yeah. Uh, the whole, I've stole your kid and your kid's now mine. Basically, Sandman, yeah. is it? Is that Dreamer or Sandman? That's Sandman. No, it was Sandman. It was Sandman. Yeah. But yeah, no, like the early ECW, like when he when he first debuted as Raven when Steven Richard yeah. Rockman. Hmm. That's that's the right like he was in, he was good in WCW, but then they gave him a shit gimmick on like uh can you Scott what was it, Scotty Flamingo or something? No, but when, when, when he was Scotty Flamingo in WCW, then he came back as Raven. After he'd worked on ECW and they gave him the, like, they gave him, he was still raving, but he was like, his mum and dad were like millionaires, whatever. So he was like, rich kid raving. And it didn't so work. Oh, just when he had the flop with like Perry Sutton and that in WCW. Yeah. Like it was Billy, good. Billy Kidman. But then they just ruined it by giving him a spoiled fucking kid. Like, what about raving? Yeah. I mean, it didn't work. But uh, like, I didn't think of it. It's kind of like that, a, a rebel, a rebel child. That's what Yeah, saying. basically. Like they were trying to make him. I say it did, it wasn't the same as the ECW Raven, I didn't think. No. But so yeah, like the ECW Raven is that, that's the one I would work. An Undertaker. Ministry. See, I just Or like his or like when he was doing his run with Sid. When he it's had, a, you know, the Belfast Sid. Oh it's oh, it's it's too hard. Like every era Undertaker you could you could argue. Is the best one. Mm. Like obviously, like when I was when he first came in, that was when I was fucking all over wrestling. I would have been. I was that fucking early nineties. I mean, like six, seven when he first came in. Mm. 
So that was my first exposure to him. But then, like, obviously, I was saying, like, the Ministry Undertaker, he was mental. And then, fucking, you had the fucking American badass fucking Taker. And then you had Big Evil. Big Evil, and then... It would be one of the early ones, I would have thought. I was not a fan of his proper early, like, when he had the grey. Yeah. I liked when he just started, like like I said, no, when he's like around the time when he went in the belt, he said it and stuff. Aye. He's like it, kind of, he's not in the ministry yet, but he's getting there. Like he's he WWF Warzone era. He did the Undertaker versus Undertaker match and he'd come back with the purple gloves and. Yeah. 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 yeah when he's feeding like mankind. Yeah. Aye. So yeah, that, that's maybe like, aye, when you're, when you're saying he's feeding with mankind, that's mankind and Kane. That kind of year Undertaker was probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the one I'd go for. I'd probably go Big Evil or when he came back after Kane buried him at Survivor Series. Yeah, so he was a biker, but he was like a dead biker. Like, I enjoyed like, the last one he won with Styles, but he came mm. back here like, again. Styles again, like, just Mark Calloway or whatever. And mm. he came back with he was like, he did come back as like the American badass Big Evil Undertaker, but he was still. The Undertaker. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. But you, you could argue any fucking era is. I mean, there's so much people I would like Vanity about. You know, you've got obviously Taker, Hero, Chris Hero. Yeah. Um, like, you're, you're, you're like Bradley, though. You're a big. You're, you're guys are like long before your fucking era. Like, fucking Most Hanson, of them, yeah. Hanson and Funks and. Uh, I think, well, when I was, like I said, that's when I was growing up, like, it was Cena, Taker. Taker has always been my favourite. Always will be. <coughs> yeah. So it was, like, Taker, Batista, Cena, Guerrero. Um, and I did see a little bit of GDP when he did WWE. When he did positively, he had the smile. I mean, I didn't like it, but I liked DDP. But I think DDP, was like, DDP was great. Like, like, I was not a big WCW guy. Like, I knew enough to know DDP and WCW. Yeah. So, I, well, I stopped, when I stopped watching wrestling, like 2009, 2010, whatever, um, I didn't get back into it until 2015. Right. So, and that was a, apparently quite a bad year as well for yeah. coming back to wrestling. That, that was I. That was when I, I started watching it and I didn't know anyone. I was like, who the fuck Dean Ambrose? Who the fuck Seth Rollins? Who the fuck? I mean, 30, <laughs> WrestleMania 31. 30, 31? No, we're well past 31. No, I mean, like 2015 would have been... 2015, eh... Would have been 30, 31. yeah, because I watched 32 where it was Reigns and Triple H in the main event. Yeah. The next year. That was... Nah, decided, that, that year was alright. I was like... It's what it is. Like, then... Like, as we record this WrestleMania tonight, and I've got fucking the interest in watching it anyway. Because I've... I've yeah. I've been watching, like I didn't watch the Rumble though. like last year all I watched was the big pay-per-views like the Rumble WrestleMania SummerSlam and Survivor Series that's all I watched last year I didn't even, watch the even, Rumble this year even then like I don't watch I won't watch shows all the way through I'll just watch matches I'm interested in aye you know what I mean I'll be like oh he's facing him and I'll watch I'll probably get some good stuff out of that and, but I like really I like watching really obscure Stupid shit, not like obscure good shit that everyone else wants. I just like watching any old shit. 
<laughs> and I'll go to like like the high spots network or YouTube, and I'll just be like, one one, one of my favorite things to do is to type in a country and then wrestling and see what wrestling promotion comes up. <laughs> so I've watched Russian wrestling. I watched Dubai pro wrestling, which has a guy doing a Conor McGregor gimmick, except he's a bit tweety stone heavier and he stiffs the fuck out of everyone. Um, I've watched Egyptian. I've watched, uh, what was it? There was a country in a really good wrestling scene. Uh Oh, oh no! This is a uh, this isn't the one I'm thinking of. But Sevilla, I think it is Sevilla wrestling. Is that Spain? Sevilla, Spain, is it? Sevilla. Sevilla, S E V I L, Sevilla. Where the fuck you want to? Oh, Sevilla, Seville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Spain? Yeah, that's Spain. Aye. Aye, Spain, of course. It's one of the two. Yeah. So I walk with them, and they're like the prime example. Of there's so much potential, but Jesus, someone needs to tell them like this. Like they can, there's a man there though who comes out and he's like Tweety Stone, but he wears a Scott Steiner chainmail. Aye. Right? <laughs> so he comes out like that, and he's about fifty years old. He's about Tweety Stone, and he's doing dives like through the rope and landing on his feet. It's fucking <laughs> wild. It's insane. But there's so much guys there that like there's so much potential, but. The basics are lacking, as in most places are. Right. I mean, like, like we, I, me, and Ryan ages ago watched one of the shows, and there was a guy who could hit the Tetsuya Naito's finisher, the Destino. So it's like he gets in like a snapmare. Yeah. Comes over, flips back into like the reverse DDT. He could do that, but he couldn't run the ropes. It's like that's just annoying. But I love watching like bad wrestling. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's fantastic. So, as we were saying about wrestling, I st- stopped watching wrestling. We came back, and I'd heard of like Ring of Honor and stuff. I've seen a couple of Ring of Honor clips yeah. when I was younger because YouTube then and existed. You know, yes, yeah. I'd seen. I'd actually seen bits of Chris Hill versus Daniel Bryan, and they were in like I can't remember if it was just a hardcore match or if it was a chain match, but they were wrapped up in their wrists. They were locked in chains. Yeah, it was on a PWG show, and I used to watch TNA when I was younger. I discovered TNA. Me and my brother were watching it, like AJ Styles, yeah. Sonny Siaki, and Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, and then DDP joined. Yeah, DDP was there for a bit. Raven was there. Feud of Abyss, remember yeah. that? Rhino came in. Kurt Angle then. Someone Joe. It was just that was P- TNA didn't get better than 2004 to 2006. It's the best. <laughs> fantastic you know it's like yeah there was a few WWE guys that were there but Christian was ace uh, AJ Styles was phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal <Wee. laughs> uh, Christopher Daniels was fucking ace my brother loved Frankie Kazarian because he used to do like the half Spanish fly off the top rope yeah which looked like it kills people because it just didn't look like a clean London but it's always <laughs> fine and my brother used to my brother used to time deep to be in you know, because I was really thin when I was younger, so my brother just used to pull me around. So he'd like crush my ribs, he'd hurt me. He once done a backflip, tried to get a moose on him, but he landed knees first on me. And it was oh, like the like I never done like the proper backyard, and those people did do. Yeah, but that was the same. I, had, I had a brother, and we just just not fuck we, at each other. We had a, we had a trampoline, and we had replica belts. So of course we started a promotion. <laughs> 
it was what was it called again? I have a video. I have a phone somewhere with videos on it of our market <laughs> in the house. Not in this house. I think it's with my brother because he's kept it. And we also done jackass. Of course, we did. We made our own jackass. Like we're running in the bushes or something. And that's I, our jackass. I was that era. Like I was 14, 15 at the time when jackass right. came out. So I was the one that bought. We bought that fucking old school Sony fucking handy cam. Yeah. So we. We're recording, like we'd record on my own. I had an Emporio Armani phone, if you believe that. <laughs> Fucking hell. I had an Armani phone that used to light up blue around the sides. Ah. Uh, so I used to record on that. And so we had the belts, but John Cena's WWE spinner belt. Yep. We had the Intercontinental belt, though, like the 2000, early 2000s circular. Yeah, ah, yeah. You know what I want? We had the big gold belt, obviously. We had oh one of my brother's mates. He used to join us. A boy called Aaron. He had the John Cena US spinner belt. Right. He had the money. His family were loaded. <laughs> and then we also had the old uh, WWF championship. The really old one, like the Hogan one. I did. You know what I'm on about? Yeah, yeah. So my brother was the booker. And he was a pot. He was like Brown Gagne. He had to protect the territory. You know, <laughs> had to. He, he was the only one who could be trusted with the belt. <laughs> and so I remember speaking to a few of the other guys about like their backyard experiences, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we'd put matches together because we knew the basics, so we could do like, oh, we would do a lock of them, work a headlock." Whereas me and my brother were just doing spot fests. Aye. It was like right RKO, and then <laughs> uh, power bomb, and then oh, what's your finish? Oh, mine's is. Uh, DDT, okay, when you hit the DDT, the match is over. That was how it worked. You tell them you're finished, and once you hit it, the match is over. So, we used to do that. My brother was very agile. He could do massive, he could do backflips and shooting stars and stuff. Aye. I couldn't, but I couldn't let, I was I was a skinny little prick. I couldn't have left my brother a fuck off. So all my finishes were like RKO, DDT, <laughs> when I didn't have to do any lifting. <laughs> but I remember we had a, there was a boy, his grandma and granda used to stay next door and he was my dad's best mate's son, like my yep. dad's childhood friend's son. And he was you know, a lot younger than us. How old? He must have been four years younger than me. So at the time, we are like 12, maybe, and he's about seven, eight. And he wanted to have a match because he was a wrestling fan, so what a triple threat. Of course you do. Yeah. My brother, had, my brother. This was around the time Kofi Kingston had just came out. Yeah. So my brother was going to go for a trouble on paradise on me, but he missed, kicked the kid, and knocked his tooth out. Oh, okay. And then we discovered uh, ECW One Night Stand happened. Yeah. The two shows, Treasure Five, Treasure Six. So we're like, let's do hardcore matches. <laughs> so. Now we were like we didn't have barbed wire, we didn't have access to barbed wire or anything like that. So we had fairy lights that we pretended were barbed wire. We used to wrap no fairy lights on the stick. But then we done uh we'd watched it. This is around about the time my dad had found the good housekeeping match with China and yeah. Janet. So we're like, right, mum's got an old uh ironing board, we'll take that. <laughs> We've got those foldable Garden chairs, like foldable garden chairs. Yeah. They were like they were cushioned, but there was metal box. I'm like, okay, we use one of them as well. And we had mops, mop, old mop uh, handles and stuff. So like, right, let's do it. So I was very gentle. No, sorry. 
my brother was very gentle with. So like he'd have the mop, he'd like, ah, and it wouldn't really hit me. But because I was younger and I didn't get to do all the moves, I was like, fuck you. Wow. <laughs> the, be- the best spot that happened. I don't know if it was still on a video. My brother set up the ironing board for the big power ball onto the ironing board. Because in our mind, the ironing board would collapse as I hit it. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So, boom. So my brother tries to pick me up for an ironing board. I didn't know how to jump then, as you do now. Yeah. I sandbagged. My brother's... <laughs> So my legs over here, my brother holded me, my head's like just above his belly button, and he just dumped my neck first on the top of the ironing board, and the ironing board didn't even flat, and he just hit it and went backwards, and I fell. <laughs> but, oh, it's like shit like that was so fun, and then my brother would sometimes do run-ins without telling anyone he was going to do a run-in, because he was a prick. So like, I had a match with my mate Greg and my mate Greg was like a half wrestling fan. He yeah, like, he, he knew he knew John Cena. He knew like, and he only kind of watched him. He wasn't like me and my brother were diehard fans. So he we, we wanted to create our own finishers because at this time it was SmackDown versus Raw two thousand and seven or eight yeah. that you, you created your own finishers. But uh-huh. you could combine lift up for a powerbomb but switch it in an arm drag. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're like, like we'll create our own uh, finishers. And I was like, my DDT, DD, I'm going to call it the, the, the B-E-D-D-T or whatever the fuck it was, so the Kobe DDT or whatever. And then my brother was like, oh, I'm just going to do the super kick because he liked Shawn Michaels. And then my mate was like, I do the Stonehaven leg drop. Like, <laughs> what's the Stonehaven leg drop? Now, I thought, oh, it's just a normal leg drop. And I told Scotty about this. So if you do another video with Scotty, I've Mention heard about this one before, I Mentioned the Stonehaven leg drop. Ah. So, it's where you jump up, but you cross your legs in midair and straighten them back out and hit the leg drop. <laughs> That's the Stonehaven leg drop. So, he'd do that, but he didn't understand wrestling as much as even we did. Yeah. So, we're like, oh, big strike, RKO, okay, RKO. He'd be like, we're having a triple threat. And we're like hitting each other, and then he just hit the Stonehaven leg drop when we're standing. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. You, you need to be in the position to do it. You need to be like, we're going to do the Stonehaven leg drop. You need to slam it first. But he was just like, Stonehaven leg drop, and he'd like kick us in the leg as he's going down. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's one of my favorite Yeah, another great memory was we watched, we bought the TNA Impact video game. Used to get, yeah. If it was 360 or whatever it was. And you got a DVD with it, and it had old TNA matches. Yeah. So it had uh, Brian Christopher versus Scott Hall. Uh, and Brian Chris- no, it's a tag match. Brian Christopher and Scott Hall against two other guys. But Brian Christopher does a heel turn, and Scott Hall turns on Scott yeah. Hall, who was definitely wrecked in that match. <laughs> uh, then we have the other match on it was a ladder match, I think it was. Between like fucking Christopher Daniels and Jeff Jarrett or something. And then the other match, which sticks in my mind to this day, was a six man tag. It was AJ Styles, Loki, and Jerry Lynn against the Flying Elvises. Do you know the Flying Elvises? <laughs> I don't think so, no. Jimmy Wang Young. Remember Jimmy Wang Young? Yeah. Sonny Siaki. I can't remember the other guy's name. I think it was Alex. Yeah, yeah. 
it rings and, a bell now that you mention it, yeah. They dressed like Elvis. Yeah. And they came and they beat. This is the weirdest thing. They won against Loki, Jerry Lynn, and AJ Styles. They beat them. Because like, so, when the when I was watching the match, I was like, they're definitely gonna lose because they fucking Elvis gimmicks. And they won, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but so we'd watch Jerry Lynn, and Jerry Lynn hits a smashing pile driver because as he always does. Yeah. But he hits a great one in that show. And my, I can see my we're watching me and my brother, and then as soon as Jerry Lynn hits a pile driver, we go, oh, my brother just turns to me. And, like, and I'm like, all right. So later on that night, we go practice it. So fucking stupid looking back. My brother picks him up, gets a cradle, and then just lets go. He just opens his legs and drops me down on my head. So I just like compress my whole head. And it was on the grass outside this house right now. And my brother was just an unsafe worker. He injured me quite a lot. But it was one of those moments that when he's done it, and he, he grasped me, he's like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Don't tell him, don't tell him. <laughs> like when he'd done the backflip on him, and he fucking landed knees first on my legs. I had to crawl inside crying. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm really, I, I'm tempted to buy a top ring again. I keep oh, telling my dad, dad to buy it. So, yeah, I think I've got videos of them somewhere on an old phone that you've kept. We, we need to see them sometime. Like, yeah. just bring them for the boys. Yeah, I know. It's just, oh, I, I dread to think what the fuck it looks like now. But <laughs> the best one was, this is another good, another good little story, but my brother's politicking. Uh, but I mate, he was going to be the referee because we didn't have a referee. Yeah. Normally, it was just you'd count your own pitfalls. <laughs> we didn't have the staff, you know what I mean? Didn't. So we had, it was me against my brother and the boy was the ref. And it turns out my brother had spoke to said ref before said March, it said, Stuart's not winning, I'm winning. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, he's like, just count my pin when you can. And I'm like, so I go to March, and my finish at that point was, it was a kind of like a Claymore. Yeah. Because I've seen Roderick Strong on like a YouTube thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, know, I don't know who that is, but he's hit that, and I think I like it, so I'm going to do that. So we're doing the match. My brother's finish was a power bomb, Batista bomb, set of yeah. power bomb. And we'd agreed that there'd be a near fall. I said, right, you'll hit your finish, and I'll do the big kick out for the emotion. On for the no one that's watching. For my grandma that's looking out the window over there. <laughs> uh, so my brother picks him up, hits a bomb. One. Two and I kicked out, but the boy kept counting. <laughs> and my brother was like, slid at the ring like a heel stealing the win. Like the Montreal screw job. It was the cold screw job. The cold screw job. He's standing there and he's and he's got the John Cena belt, John Cena WWE belt there, and he spins it like a smug prick for the camera. I'm like, you yeah. fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I was raging at realized I wasn't playing anywhere. <laughs> I really, I really missed doing that. It was so fun. The power driver gives me the fear looking back now. Aye, and that's um, that's one unreal. of the, the few things I want to take as a power driver. Like it's not just gonna trust anyone in particular. It's just that, that trust. 
anybody. Anybody, yeah. Like, my neck's fucked up as it is without fucking folk dropping me on it. I mean, like, I trust myself to give it to anyone, but I would never be like, yeah. oh, you fucking, yeah, you're never fucking take it. Because you can't expect folk to. You know what I mean? Like, like I saw like the one you threw Anarchy gave it to Archer. And it looks safe enough, but it's just that's not for me. No, it's not I see it. There's a lot of things that this is a weird thing about is like there's so much things that you don't like that you won't take and it's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like see me, see going backwards over the top rope. Yep. That's that's my standard fucking rumble in fucking exit. I'm like, nope. But oh oh my god, you've just reminded me. Remember when I died at the Rumble when you eliminated me? 2019. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I died. I legitimately died. Because he came in. Well, first off, I interrupted someone's spot. Yes. I the cards were running a spot. And I didn't see. Because I was like, I went in the year before. I'd run in too fast. Went to do a discus elbow. And then realized no one was feeding for me. Yeah, so I just stomped someone. <laughs> Discus stomp. So I was like, I'm going to take my time going in this one and analyze who's free. <laughs> and that's when the ring was really littered with folk at that yeah. point. Aye. So I slide in and there's, I see Aspen, he's got his back turned. He's like, oh, I'll turn him around and I'll just give him a few shots. As I'm standing up and reaching at the same time, I look over his shoulder and I see. Uh, Gervin's holding lions. <laughs> I'm like, it's too late now. So I turn around and ask him to give him a fucking wallet. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, so I just lie there and I'm annoyed at myself. I'm like, fuck <laughs> sake. And then, I look, and then I'm like looking around. I'm like, I've sold this one punch for like an hour. I'm like, I'm looking around. Who's free? And I look, I lock eyes with Garlic. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And then Garlic proceeds to legitimately bite me. And then he no sells a few of my shots. Headbutts me full force in the chest. And then I'm selling at the side and I'm like on my side, like, oh. And he does a circle of the ring and drop kicks me in the fucking bread basket. <laughs> right above the right above my crown jewels here. He just threw it and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then we're lying, somebody else hits him. I think it was uh, Johnny hits Carter. Carter goes down, he's beside me. And I'm my head's right next to his, and I just go. I fucking hate Rumble so much. <laughs> and then I'm like, right, where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it? Um, and then uh, we... So you come in, we do our spot. You prop me on my nuts. <laughs> I'm fine with it. And then it's when you climbed up and I looked and I'm like, how the fuck am I going to take this without <laughs> really getting hurt? The question is the question is the answer. Sorry to that question is you can't because you closed like me. I spun off, absolutely rattled my shoulder on the apron, and then fell straight to the floor face first. And I just lay there for like a few minutes, and then I think Dennis or Mikey came over and they're like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Not really, but I'm okay." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that, I guess." Yeah, that was that was it. Like, I came up with the idea, and I was like, ah, it's only going to work if Dino's up for it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Dino's like, oh, I'll take it. I was like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking that again. Well, I probably will. That'll but, work, yeah. that'll but with, with that, you you bury me with the last fucking story there. I think we've got a lot more. We can come back to 
at another a later date we can get back into yeah, your shit. Jesus fuck, I've just realised how but, long we've been for. But yeah, but we're wrapping this up because I'm bursting for a fucking fish. No, but that. And it, the post can I go for a fish. Mid fucking yeah. fuck. So only the guest can. We'll wrap it up there and we'll maybe come back another time when we'll get to where we have backyarding and mere nonsense. Yeah. Because we've got a lot more we could go up. Yeah, well, maybe t- I, I can talk shit for ages, so it doesn't bother me. So, yeah, that's been another episode of Mickey's Wash Pit. Thanks yeah. again to Dino Del Monte there. Thanks for by having me. By the looks of it, we'll be back again to talk some more, some more shit at some point. But until then, this has been Mickey's Wash Pit, and we'll, we'll catch you next time. Au revoir.